you, my friend, are listening to The Happy Hearthstone. This episode is brought to you, as always, by listeners just like you. Thank you so much, Typical Tyrant, Chris M., Nicholas D., Nick Patrick, Jordan L., Algaron, Zoroshio, Clape HS, and Beef Squatch for making this show possible. You can join them and get some great perks for yourself over at patreon.com slash thehappyhearthstone. And whether or not Descent of Dragons has released as you're listening to this, you can support the show by purchasing packs now. Go over to thehappyhearthstone.com, scroll down to the blog post, and click on the latest one to find out how. Hello and welcome to episode 190 of the Happy Hearthstone, the longest running Hearthstone podcast in the history of space and time and cards. I'm your host, Andrew Brown. You can tell I've got my voice back. Well, it's not because I've been trying to compete with all these dragons flying around everywhere because I just realized I needed to be quiet. I need to let them really have the spotlight. Um, Steve, has it felt good to be in the presence of greatness like this? I mean, in your presence? Yeah. I mean, oh, you mean the yeah, dragons? Right. Come on, man. I, look, look. I gotta, got I gotta keep queens, my continued got employment kings. going somehow, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's not through flattery. I promise you. <laughs> but yes, it's uh, the the air is a little bit thin, and um, there are a lot of scary dragons. But uh, I think we can make it through. I think we can navigate this minefield and uh, ram our way to victory, or at least ram our way through 140 cards, one or the other. It probably would have been smart of, of us to at least like enlist a dragon or two to ride upon because it seems like all the uh, all the explorers got theirs, all the League of Eagle, Evil got theirs, and we're just kind of uh, tiddlywinks here on the ground. That's not really fair. Yeah, I think we, we should have planned better. But, you know, there's a lot of cards to review and a lot of news to talk about, so we didn't really have time to think about our uh, our dragon our dragon consorts as much. Our so we'll have to we'll have to put that on our list for the uh, for the next time. Prep did get nerfed uh, a while back, but you'd think we'd be uh, <laughs> in line with that. Steve, it's so good to have you back on the show, man. Uh, it's it, been it a while. A it's our normal cadence, obviously, having you on for every review episode. Um, but it's always a pleasure. And actually, something big happened between these two episodes now. We actually got to meet at BlizzCon, and that was awesome. Yeah. We got to meet. We got to go to Blizzard HQ, thanks to uh, thanks to Josh Augustine, our... Uh our predecessor mm-hmm. and, and Scott Scott Lentz as well. Is Lentz? Is it? I, Lance. I'm, yeah, Scott Lance. Lance. I, I'm terrible with names, but yeah. So <laughs> that was, and that was a blast. I got to take the kids too, and they got to, like, my, uh, I, I ended up, they well, they got more of my money because I ended up buying uh, StarCraft Remastered and cartooned after oh. my oldest daughter saw it in the tech bar. But, yep. <laughs> but it, that was a blast, and we got to hang out. We got to sit in the tavern at the front of the tavern like uh, spitting distance from ben thompson yeah as that was he was cool. announcing cool. the new set and that was that was amazing and like i'm still coming down from the high of blizzcon honestly <laughs> like it was the first time i got to go and it was it was just an absolutely amazing experience i'm really glad i was able to uh i was able to make it happen yeah, and i'm I glad was... that you were able to make it as well because we we didn't think that you were going to be able to do it at first and no yeah um and and we were able to uh to make that happen and get together and and yeah it was amazing and and then we promptly forgot about this set for about three weeks because battlegrounds came out <laughs> so then all of a sudden they started reveals last week like oh yeah there's a new set coming out we need to start doing a spreadsheet and so goodness. here we are <laughs> and goodness is this a set man um i 
I we'll retrospect it once we get to the end, but I'm already feeling it. Like the, yeah. we've got we got a few more fours and fives coming out uh, out the gates than we usually do. I think it's feeling a little bit gadgetsan in here. I'll say that much. Gadgetsan or kobolds? I, I feel yes. like we're under the air. So <laughs> it, it, it's feeling like Mean Streets of Kobolds is what it's feeling like. So yeah. Well, no matter what your preference is, um, we are really excited to share all of our thoughts. Today we'll be covering the League of Evil classes as well as the Neutral Legendaries. Should be a lot of fun. Um, Steve, I'm going to spare you actually from introducing yourself because you do this every single time that you're on here. If you want to hear more about Steve's, uh, Steve's life and background, you can listen to one of the other review episodes. But the long and short of it is he's been a friend for uh, since before I started hosting the Happy Hearthstone. And uh, now he hosts a show called Off Curve. He does some awesome dashboard reports for the uh, Masters Tour qualifiers events. And we'll see what other events for the future you might be covering. Because yeah. we don't know what's coming down the pipeline. But, um, but yeah, man, so thrilled to have you. Uh, and we're going to talk about the news because, like you mentioned, we ha- actually have a ton of news. I feel like we could do an entire episode. So we are going to take the fastest approach possible to blitz through these so we can get to the bulk of the show, really while you're, while you're here, which is the Descent of Dragons review. So uh, the patch actually dropped just recently. On December 5th, this is patch 16.0 to prep for Descent of Dragons. And uh, Descent of Dragons is out December 10th. So as this episode is airing, uh, if you're listening to this live on your podcast feed, it is out probably. And what's really exciting is that with the release of Descent of Dragons, we've got Galakrond in five different classes, the League of Evil classes we'll be covering today. Just by logging in, you will get all five copies absolutely free. This is the most free uh, insane legendaries that we've had right out the gates. And honestly, it's really exciting because each of these are definitely a build-around mechanic. They they allow each class to do something. Uh, actually, I guess for some of them it's different from what they've had. and others, it feels like it's a continuation of things of sorts. Yeah, and, and this is like the first time they've done something like this since like Cthune. Right, like, right. We've, we've had, you know, you get login, you get a free legendary, you get a free legendary of this certain class, but never have we all gotten the same card and gotten build-around cards to support it. And, you know, Cthune, for better or worse, was something that really gave a lot of people when when we had... this Because I know that a lot of your listeners may not have been playing all that... I mean, that was a long time ago now. Mm-hmm. That was, what, like four years ago right, that, right. that Whispers of the Old Gods came out. And, and that was a big deal at the time because, like, they just rotated out a whole bunch of cards out of standard because we got our first standard rotation. And then Cthune was like, this is your starter set. Like, you're coming in. This is your starter thing. You're going to get Cthune. You're going to get a couple of support cards for Cthune. And then you can... You, can, you have a, a way to start building a deck. And that's going to be the same thing for this, except you're getting all five of those and you're also getting... Um, shield. I think it's Shield of Galakron. Shield of Galakron. Yep. That you also get, which is um, one of the invoke cards that will activate it. So mm-hmm. it's it's really cool that they're they're kind of coming back around to that kind of an event. And uh, you know, I really like the idea. Like, you know, the first one of these that we did was um, was Angoro, right? Mm-hmm. And that was when they first did the quest, and a lot of people were upset because you needed the quest to build around, and they weren't giving them out. And now they kind of have learned that lesson. A lot of this year really has been about them kind of learning from past mistakes and, and improving the game, you know, accordingly. And this is no different. And it's a really refreshing, you know, new development with this new set. 
I'm guessing that if you're listening to this, you're planning on playing in the first week of Descent of Dragons release. But if you have any friends who maybe play the game every now and then, you'll have to log in within the first 90 days of launch. So that would be December, January, and February. And uh, like Steve said, you get those five Galakrons. You get the two copies of Shield of Galakrond, and you'll get three packs right out the gates as well. So, uh, And they also teased out a legendary quest chain to get some more gold and even more packs. So that's all great. Um, there was also a small but not small announcement here. We've heard very little about the solo adventure that'll be out in January. They gave it a title, though, now. It's called Galakron's Awakening. And they also announced that uh, when you're playing, you're going to be collecting 35 new cards. So this is very similar to adventures from the past, like One Night in Karazhan or Curse of Naxxramas, where you would unlock cards as you played. And it's very clear. These are brand new cards that are not available in the Descent of Dragon set. So um, I know, Steve, we were talking beforehand, and I saw you on social media. You got some thoughts on this. And by the way, you got a full yeah. podcast. So you might yeah. you might have to just take a whole episode to talk about this one, I think. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep it brief here. I will almost certainly be talking about this in more detail on Off Curve. So if you're interested, you can go to offcurve.com and or, or search for Off Curve and wherever you're listening to this podcast and uh, and go subscribe to that next episode. But my the long and the short of it is I'm I I like them trying new things and I'm excited that they're trying new things, but I'm also very nervous about them releasing a small set of cards mid cycle because we've done that twice now and not even going back to the original adventures we've done that and. Basically, every time that they've done that, they've had to overshoot on the power level in order to make those cards have an impact and affect the meta. And I'm hoping that they've learned from the buffs from the mechs and the the evolve meta that we just left with the wild cards. But I'm also a little bit nervous that we're only going to have like a month with the meta as designed with Descent of Dragons that looks awesome before we're going to be bringing in these new cards that could affect it. But I'll talk about this in much more detail on in uh, on Off Curve. But it is... And we the other thing that we haven't heard yet is, are we just getting those cards? Or I assume that you're going to get them when you buy Wings of the solo adventure, the way the solo, the solo player, the way that we did with the old school adventures way back when. Yeah. Like, it used to be that you would only get those cards when you bought one of those Wings with gold or, or money... And so that, I assume that that's going to be the same thing. So prepare for that. And you may want to budget an extra, I don't know, uh, what, $20 or $25. I don't know how much it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I guess the, the other solo player has been $15. So maybe it'll be that too. But make sure to budget for that, either with gold or with money, between now and the end of January. Well, the solo adventures this year have been nineteen ninety nine in U.S. each. Oh, well, that's um, right, yeah. So so I hope it stays in line with that. I, it will be interesting. What's funny, and I didn't think about this until you were talking, but I always approach now, now that we've done several sets uh, on this show, I always approach the last set of the year thinking, especially for the uh, all the cards from the previous standard year, the year of the Raven, this is the last chance that some of those cards have. But with 35 new cards before standard rotation, there's one more chance for me to make my Totem Cruncher deck. And uh, we'll see oh if, that, if that happens. Actually, I think Totem Cruncher was this year, but... Um, yeah, that'll be interesting. So definitely check out Off Curve in your podcast feed. Uh, the Hearthstone Battlegrounds got an update. I don't know if you guys have heard of this new mode. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I, I can't stop playing it. Honestly, I, I, I personally am really excited about Descent of Dragons. So I feel like I'm going to want to go all in on that. But I know a lot of people are feeling dual-minded. And honestly, these new updates that they keep rolling out are no small part 
Um, we could spend the whole episode talking about just this, but I'll leave that to my friends in uh, the Bob's Tavern podcast to go over with you. Um, but I will say we've got three new heroes that have rotated in. Edwin Van Cleef, whose hero power costs one and gives a minion plus one, plus one for each minion you've bought this turn. We've got Sylvanas Windrunner. Her hero power costs zero. Remove a friendly minion to give adjacent minions plus one, plus one. She's the only one I've gotten to play with so far, and I won, not because of her, but because King Begurgle is insane. Uh, especially when you get Bran and Gentle Megasaurs, and yeah, it just it gets nuts. Uh, and then Archvillain Rafam is the third one. His hero power costs one. Next combat, add a plain copy of the first minion you kill to your hand, which is pretty interesting. So um, we've got Patches, Bartendatron, Pyramid, Professor Putricide, and Trade Parents Gallywix rotating out, and Maleficent Manastorm and Lick Bazial are back in. Maleficent's hero power now only gives Mechs and Bob's Tavern plus one attack. Lick Bazial only costs you two health instead of three in order to add a gold coin to your hand. Um, the two new minions, King Begurgle, I mentioned, is a tier five Murloc, six attack, three health, battle cry, and death rattle. Give your other Murlocs plus two, plus two. And Floating Watcher is a tier three demon, uh, four, four. Whenever your hero takes damage on your turn, gain plus two, plus two. So um, there's also a ton of balance changes Light Fang Enforcer, Patchwork, AFK, uh, Great Akazamzarak. Um, advanced stats are now in there, so if you've uh, if you've pre-ordered or if you've opened ten Descent of Dragons p- card packs, you'll get to see. Um, I think like what was the craziest one in here? There was something like uh, the most damage you've done in a turn. Mine was like two hundred and forty, and I was I was thinking to myself, how in the world did I even? Maybe I read it wrong. I don't know, <laughs> but it's fun to see that stuff. Pretty cool. Um, any uh, any one thing you wanna you wanna throw a shout out at here for Battleground, Steve? Um, I mean, I think it's it's good that they're just kind of iterating on this regularly, and that they're they're paying attention to what the uh, to to what the meta is, and and keeping up with this. I don't know what it's going to be like post release, but I would assume we're going to get these kinds of things every two weeks. And I, you know, I still enjoy Battlegrounds, so I imagine I'm going to be playing a lot less of that now that Evolve is out and these new cards are in. So, I would I would certainly agree. It'll it'll be great even if I just need to blow off some steam. I know I've always thought I'd never yeah. liked leaving the ladder to go play something else, but knew it was important. Now I can go play some battlegrounds. At least it's a different experience over there. So that'll be great. Um, new in-game shop. Uh, the shop is being redesigned to improve a lot. I actually heard rumors of this a long time ago, and so this is really exciting. Um, I haven't gotten to see it yet, but um, December 9th and 10th. So as this episode has gone live, it should be live. If you're listening to this beforehand from being a patron or joining us on Twitch, uh, we'll see it soon. So you'll be able to find bundles, alternate heroes card packs, and now you're going to be able to buy wild card packs using gold, which is a big deal for uh, newcomers so that they can uh, grab some grab some packs of, uh, of sets of old. And you can go back and listen to the Happy Hearthstone, and we have no clue what we're doing in those episodes. Oh yeah. Oh th- those. Ca- oh gosh, those cards are in wild now. Good lord, we've been doing Which this ones? a long time. Oh yeah. Like- no, we have. Yeah, you're the you're the mammoth. Is um, rejoice, my EU brethren. Uh, Taranda is finally here. So again, December 10th. It should be today as this episode is releasing. You can go to the new in-game shop and check it out, and you will get Taranda for free along with her card back. And uh, Steve, as a priest main, uh, I, I know your thoughts on Taranda are pretty extreme, right? Taranda is bay. Taranda, I, I've I have all of the priests' portraits, and I have not changed from Taranda since the day that I got her. 
There you go. And I am just very excited to welcome all of you priest mains in training who will be maining the Toronto <laughs> portrait. And um, you can feel free to come by my stream and I will teach you how to priest. That's and you will, you will love it and welcome to the fold. So <laughs> Very good. Uh, they also announced uh, that Sylvanas Windrunner is going to be an alternate hunter hero. This got leaked by RDU on the stream. Did you see the uh, the footage of that? I, I didn't, but I saw the tweets of it, and it's just like, yeah, okay, good job. Like it, this it, is why it was I... pretty hysterical. <laughs> he like he, he was just tinkering around in the collection screen, and he pulls it up, and he's just staring at it with this confused look. He doesn't say a word. He he goes out of it, and then he says something like, "Huh," and that was it. <laughs> Um, so nine ninety nine. Uh, she's going to be available for a limited time, so we don't know how long. It is a really cool portrait, so I'm yeah. I'm pretty likely to snap this up. And they also announced that they are going to be rotating alternate heroes. So um, if you're listening before December tenth, heads up, Magni, Medivh, and Illyria are leaving soon. So uh, they've had that six ninety nine sale going on for a while, so you can pick those up. Uh, we've got Doom in the Tomb a wild cards gone, and no Thank one goodness. was upset about that. Uh, and then we also had some news prior that Wintervale is coming up. Uh, so you're going to be able to get your gingerbread uh, card back if you don't have that yet, starting on December 11th, along with uh, Happy Feast of Wintervale and all those fun emotes. And um, the big news from that, actually, was that they're going to also have a Wintervale Wonder Bundle, which for $24.99 in the U.S., you'll get six packs of every set that's legal standard other than Descent of Dragons. Um, and so that's Witchwood, uh, Boomsday, Rastakhan, Rise of Shadows, and Savers of Old Doom. Plus, you'll get the new Dame Hazel Bark, Druid Hero, and Cardback, which has been inducing nightmares since we've <laughs> seen it. I honestly think it's a really cool hero, so I'm, I'm excited to get this uh, yeah. and, and try that out. There, there was a, something I saw someone posted in my Discord. Uh, there was a discussion on Reddit. Maybe it wasn't my Discord. Maybe it was a Quinkency Discord. I don't remember. Where apparently that. They went back and forth on this portrait a lot. Because, oh, yeah, I read, I read about this. Yeah, apparently it used to be a lot sexier. And then they, some of the people of the art department pointed out that it start, it looked a lot like the artist's wife. And <laughs> that right. was a little bit awkward. <laughs> so it kind of went between like matronly grandmother and uh, sexy tree lady. And either of those is kind of terrifying. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 this is... I'm pretty much a sucker for hero portraits. I think this is one I might pass on, though. <laughs> yeah, uh, the uh, the Suranoia was actually the first that I passed on, but this yeah. one, this one, I'm kind of I'm craving. We'll see. I, I, I'm at, I'm at the point with with Druid and Elise where I was with where I've been with uh, Priest and Taranda. So that's fair. This is not enough to push me off of Elise. That's totally fair. Uh, the arena draft pool has been updated. Uh, Black Rock Mountain is a part of it. So that's all you need to know, really, because that with Descent of Dragons is going to be fun. Um, and then some really big announcements for bug fixes under this. Under this, uh, They have made a change to the echo mechanic so that copies of cards with the echo keyword can no longer cost less than one mana. This is massive, massive, massive for all my wild brethren and friends uh, because Snip Snap Warlock has been like just absurdly powerful over there. Now this effectively kills it. Um, it might still exist. It's not going to be no, anywhere near the oppressive nature that it was before. Well, you can't go um, infinite with it. That's that's exactly, the thing, right? right? Like that was. The, and if you don't play wild, the idea was you would stick a mech, and then any mech. It didn't really matter. And mm-hmm. then you would play. Um, you would play Summoning what, portal. Uh, uh, no, it's um, no mech warper. 
Oh, Mac Warper. That's and like, I think two, two or three Mac Warpers, or it might be Glinda with Mac Warper. I don't know exactly what the combo was. It, it was a summoning you, portal and a Mac Warper. Because a summoning, summoning portal and a Mac Warper, because yeah. the Mac Warper would let because the summoning portal reduces it to one. The the mm-hmm. Mac Warper is what would reduce it further to zero. To zero. Yeah. And then you just play as many snip saps as your APM allows, and then you just hit your opponent in the face for forty. So And this is something that the Wild community has been up in arms, and justifiably so, by the way. Um, for right. pretty pretty much the better part of Savers of Uldum. So it's actually going to make Wild a playable a playable format now. Mm-hmm. I might actually spend the next couple... Because I'm at rank 5 now, or at rank 4 actually. I might actually spend a couple days just kind of trying to rank up in Wild and see what that's like. Because nice. I haven't played Wild at all since that's been a thing. Well, that's a good choice. Uh, the other cards that this affects are Glinda Crowskin and Sound the Bells. So no infinite combo in single player any, anymore. This is why you play the single-player content as it releases, because I have memories of pretty much every solo adventure, especially the old ones, of beating bosses with glitches, and <laughs> it's good. It's just good to get in on that. So um, your golden snip snap you got for free, you will not get a full dust refund on, because that was free, but if you've crafted a normal one, or if you've got Glinda Crow Skinners down the bells in either, you'll get a full dust refund on that. So that's, that's a fantastic change. Yeah. Thank you for caring about Wild, Hearthstone team. And, and as usual, I mean, we don't, I, I, I don't know. I'm not usually on your show. I'm usually talking about this on my show. If you're thinking about, should I dust this? The answer is yes, yes. Because you can, you will get this dust now. If you decide that you want to recraft it, you can. You just keep the dust in your account. But if you wait, you might forget about it. And then if you decide that you don't want to, after waiting two weeks and seeing it, it's not seeing any play, you, mm-hmm. you, you've, you've lost that opportunity. So go ahead yeah. and dust it. Just don't spend the dust. And then if you find in a couple weeks that you need to recraft it, no harm, no foul. If not, then enjoy your free legendary if you happen exactly. to have a Glenda Corskin. There you go. Uh, lots of uh, small improvements to Zephyrus, uh, Battleground stuff. Uh, that, that's actually most of it. So we got through the news there. Um, any final thoughts on that, Steve? Um, I'm just really happy that they're going to be selling packs of wild cards in the shop again with gold. Yeah, yeah. Because... I I, I, you know, there's a lot of, it, it's, it's prohibitively expensive right now for somebody to get into wild. Mm-hmm. And I think being able to use that as a gold sink, especially for, you know, someone like you or I, who probably has a lot of those cards, but there's still a fair amount of, of goblins versus gnomes that I'm missing. And like, I've gotten to the point where I get enough between the hundred pack pre-order and the, like whatever gold I've been saving up for the last three months, I'm probably not going to need to open a lot more packs of the new set, but I might want to go and put some of that gold towards fix, uh, you know, filling up some of those gaps in like uh, GVG or, or uh, the grand tournament that I'm missing. Sure. That's great. Okay. Well, um, as we transition from that, I realized that I was not holding to my show notes and I completely missed one of the main things that we do on this show, Steve. Yes. We got to hit it fast and hard, but tell me Whoa. why you're happy because this wouldn't be an episode of the Happy Hour Show without it. <laughs> so I have been investing in my streaming setup over the last, pretty much since I got bl- back from BlizzCon, I've been really like reinvigorated. And okay. so I bought a Windows PC for the first time in about over a decade. Wow. Um, and I've been a Mac only person for uh, over 10 years, and I finally bought a Windows desktop, mo- mainly for streaming, and then for playing a couple games that I couldn't play, like Legends of Rutero when that when that beta came out, stuff like that. And I've been kind of incrementally building on this setup and trying to get it kind of... This is turning into my little, my little man cave in here. And um, <laughs> I was looking at some keyboards over Black Friday, and, and my wife noticed me doing that and decided to get me an early Hanukkah gift, which is this really super fancy 
um, like mechanical keyboard. I'll, I'll try to hold it up for the for the webcam. It is incredibly fancy. It's got it's like it, it does this thing that I imagine I'm, I hear is like normal, but it, you know it, it's not. It's new to me. Where you like you type on the keys and the colors change underneath your fingers, and it's it's really clicky and loud, and it feels really really good when I'm playing Diablo and nuking uh, nuking demons. So <laughs> I'm sure. I, uh, <laughs> And I got a lot of practice with it last last night, hey, typing up go. all of the typing up all of these uh, all these notes for the spreadsheet. So uh, that that's, right. that's contributed to the uh, to the work I've been doing for this show. But I, I'm really I'm really like enjoying this this streaming setup and investing in my stream and kind of improving the quality of that. Um, so it's been it's been really great. I've, I've just been really super energized since coming back from BlizzCon. So good. I'm so glad to hear that, man. Yeah. Um, well, for me, I'm finally getting over this cold, so you might hear well, a good. little bit of something, but I, I think, I, I don't think I went into detail. Normally, I've got a pretty nice range on my voice, you know, I like to be animated and do stuff. Um, well, my my vocal range shrunk so much, and then it all, like, got displaced to a lower octave, so everyone was like, oh, man, with the lower voice, you can you know, sound cool and stuff. Well, the problem is I can't inflect at all. So I've got the range now, which is what I wanted. And it just feels nice to be able to talk and to talk with my voice. So, uh, and do stuff like that. So that's good. I also actually, I I was telling you before we started, Steve, I found a mic at my work. I forgot that I actually had a, a spare Yeti at work that literally never gets used. So I was like, oh, Perfect. I can at least borrow this in the meantime while I'm uh, while I'm hunting down a new one. So for those of you who don't know, my mic uh, busted be- right before recording an episode a, a few weeks ago. So uh, really thankful I was able to get something professional in a pinch, and it was super easy because it was literally right next to my desk. So um, that was just the um, the podcast fairies were watching out for me or something like that. Your, so. your podcast fairy godmother was uh, exactly was keeping an eye out for you. <laughs> So, um, and I'm obviously excited about Descent of Dragons. We've got so many cards to talk about. Um, Today, we're going to be covering the League of Evil and the Neutral Legendaries. Uh, To give you a quick idea of what to expect here, we wait until all cards are revealed because we feel like that gives us the best possible chance at uh, getting a handle on these cards. Uh, Steve and I have been doing this now. This will be our ninth set that we've done together. So Gosh. we've, uh, although I, I said it many times that I feel like our, our last one was one of our worst, unfortunately. Well. So hopefully we're still learning. And I, I love that it's a consistent learning process, you know? I mean, I think that I did, a, uh, you know, a decent self-flagellation on my show a, a couple of weeks ago. Your rear view mirror episodes are always good, and they're, they always help me get better. And yes, you yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and I think we realized where we went wrong. So yeah. I think this is – I don't know if we're overcorrecting here because I feel like – so I guess we should probably just talk about the set in general because sure, we, sure. we kind of, we uh, you know, alluded to the power level, and I – I think that a lot of these cards are powerful, but they're not necessarily powerful in a way that's going to slot into a lot of existing decks for the most mm. part, mm-hmm. um, which is different than, say, like, um, Mean Streets of Gadget. Well, Mean Streets of Gadgetstan really did just come up with a whole bunch of new decks that outclassed everything, and that's that's kind of a little bit of the concern. Like, Cobalt and Catacombs were more like a lot of the decks got better, and... Um, and that was... And then, and then those decks stayed better until, like, the next year when they rotated out. So... I don't know if this is more of a, a Mean Streets. I don't think it's quite as powerful as Mean Streets, even though people feel like it is. I feel like these cards are, on the whole, a little bit slower. 
and some of the faster strategies may kind of outclass them, but I'm excited about the way that they're taking these things and building a lot of new decks as opposed to just, like, strong cards to mm-hmm. fit into existing decks. And and we probably should, as before we get into these sets, um, talk about the Invoke mechanic, because I don't think we've really talked about it in detail yet. Um, well, right before we do, um, I'll let I'll let you all know. And if you if you listen all the time to these review episodes, you'll know this already. But for any new listeners, what we'll do is we will talk through every card in detail, yes. and we'll um, we'll somehow agree on a score for both ranked standard play and for arena play. And that score can be anywhere on the scale of one to five, with one being the worst, five being amazing. Zeros are held uh, for the the worst of the worst, uh, the truly bad ones. And uh, we'll we'll have all of these scores available on the website at thehappyhearthstone.com. Steve does an amazing job every uh, review season of doing uh, doing the founder of the Happy Hearthstone proud by by maintaining these spreadsheets and stuff. So um, it's uh, it's fun to look at and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. we do our best to hold to whole numbers. Also, that's about everything I can think of. And well, yeah. Uh, so I guess the the usual disclaimer that we do at the beginning of each one of these sets too, which is that. First of all, we are rating this for the deck that wants it, which may not... We are not predicting how much play these cards are going to see. So just because we rate something a four or a five, that deck may not be viable for another six months or so. Mm -hmm. But more in terms of, like, how viable is that card. Also, this is not a crafting guide. Just because we say something is a five does not mean you should go out and craft it day one. Just because we say something is zero does not mean you should dust it day one. Right, right. Things change, and cards get value and lose value... Um, you know, as more cards are revealed, we're always reviewing it with the context of the set that we have available to us in standard right now. Mm-hmm. Things can change when things rotate. Things can change when new cards get printed. Uh, I remember very vividly Yasharaj from Old Gods was a trash card until Big Priest came out. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was the best. It was the best card right. in that set. So. Right. You know, whatever we're doing, we're talking about for the meta that we have in front of us, assuming that nothing else gets nerfed that we're not expecting. And and, and I make some headspace for, for dreaming, too. Like, yeah. I don't ever want to get so caught up that I give a card that just needs one other card to really be strong, you know. So we do our best to kind of play them both, but we do have to go with what we know for sure at the end of the day. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. So, uh, okay, go ahead, Steve. So we've got Galakron in these five decks. What does the Invoke mechanic do? Because it's a core part yeah. of any Galakron deck that's going to come from here. Okay, so Galakrond is a hero card for the five evil classes. Each one of them costs seven. Each one of them gives them five armor. Each one of them has a new ba- a new hero power that replaces, and each one of them has a battle cry. Um, when you play a card with the invoke keyword, it will do two things. One, it will trigger Galakrond's hero power regardless of where it is. So every time it, that you see a card with invoke, you have to kind of mentally add that hero power um activation on top of whatever mm-hmm. it says on the card. Right. The other thing is that whenever you invoke twice, you will um in- you will improve the battle cry of Galakron when you play it. Um so it usually there's a there's a number that starts out at one that usually goes to two and then to four. Um I think with the exception of Shaman. So mm-hmm. what you will um that's what you're going to improve so the more that you invoke before you play Galakron, the better that battle cry will be and and the third the third version the fully upgraded version will also equip your hero with a 5-2 weapon or 5-2 claws what it's called so right um and that's on top of everything else that's happening so yeah really important i mean we we do try to uh, for every review episode like kick off each class with like a key card or a key legendary that might be huge for the for that class for this 
set. Uh, it's obviously Galakrond for all of these. So we'll talk about Gal- Galakrond right off the bat. And then any invoke cards that come from there uh, will refer back to their hero power because that's really important. And, um, and Steve, you did mention uh, before we started recording that you like to eat your dessert first. So, yes. so how do you feel about just talking about Priest right off the bat here? <laughs> I, I mean, I guess I can talk about priest cards. <laughs> a little bit, right? Why don't you do the honors to, to start us off with Galakron the Unspeakable? All right. So Galakron the Unspeakable is uh, is the Galakron hero. Uh, the battle cry is destroy one enemy ran- one random enemy minion. That scales to two with two invokes and four random enemy minions with uh, four invokes. Mm-hmm. And... The hero power is add a random priest minion to your hand. Mm-hmm. And I have seen a lot of people bashing on my boy Priest Galakrond, and oh, those boy. people need to take a step back. Because, <laughs> um, you know, the first of all, you know, being able to blow up up to four minions is, is powerful in general. Mm-hmm. Like, that was... That's not the reason that Shadow Reaper Anduin was powerful. Like, the, sha- the, the, the Shadow Word Megadeth hero uh, battle cry that came Mm -hmm. along with him that wasn't the reason that that was powerful but it was not insignificant and being able to have an extra clear in what's probably going to be a controlling deck is relevant but yeah the the thing that and, and and if you've listened to these to these um to these card reviews over the past year i get into this groove where i am searching for the priest endgame and I thought we got there with the quest, and clearly we did not. Um, but the one thing that Priest has always had a problem with is finishing the game off. It's either through an overwhelming amount of value, or with um, some sort of like a direct damage, like which is why Shadow Reaper Anduin was so good because it gave you a way to end the game. This kind of does that because you're getting pretty much the best part of like Dr. Boom, which is generating free minions. Mm -hmm. And priest minions are not bad on average. There are some clunkers, but there aren't too many of them. And so just getting a whole bunch of like, just bodies to keep putting on board in the end game and continuing to generate those is relevant. And also um, one thing that I realized when I was theory crafting this deck is uh, princess Talanji is still a standard legal card. That's what I was going to bring up. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. Well, Talanji summons all cards in your hand that didn't start in your deck, which is literally any time you invoked Galakrond or, or used the hero power. So Galakrond could still be in your deck. You could reasonably have four or five minions that have spawned. And then Talanji on turn eight or coined on turn seven makes an entire board. Like, yeah. is, that, is that good enough? Do you think that that's going to see some play? I mean, it's better than Mass Resurrection. Because yeah, that's, that's fair. Because the problem with Mass Resurrection right now is that you have to play minions that are worth resurrecting, which means that things like Wretched Reclaimer, which are really good, are not viable. Things that, mm-hmm. like, anything like uh, like an Acidic Swamp Ooze or a Blood Mage Thalnos or anything like those those little early game minions that help you keep board so you don't have to keep using board clears. Like, those are, those are pretty much out of the question when you're looking at resurrecting them. So a Talanji, like, endgame... Just being able to build that one big board at the end for one big blast. And it doesn't have to be your last play, but it's one big turn that you can get. And you can mm-hmm. also generate another Talanji and do it more than once, potentially. Oh, Lord. I didn't even so, think about that, but yep. So so that's, I mean, it's it's the kind of thing, like, if you've ever played um, Archthief for FOM mm-hmm. and gotten a Talanji off of it, like, that's a bomb and a half. <laughs> so this could be the same thing. So I think, like... 
I've already theorycrafted a, a control priest deck. I don't know if it's good enough, but damn it, I'm going to try. <laughs> and <laughs> like and I think that maybe this is enough to, to kind of get you there. But yeah. I wouldn't discount like how relevant just getting a bunch of dumb bodies on board can be, mm-hmm. even if they're not like necessarily the, the heroes you want. They could be the heroes you deserve. Yeah. I, I think I'm willing to give Galakrond a five here, honestly. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm still. I'm still burnt from my quest priest experience, <laughs> so I'm going at a four because I'm kind of hedging my bets here. Mm-hmm. But I think this. I, I'm. I'm hopeful that this is it. I'm not. I, I was honestly but I'm thinking. Hopeful. I was thinking high on Galakrond before the Talanji thing because this battle cry I equate similarly to Shadow Reaper Anduin, which that yeah. was a very power. That was easily a five hero card. I don't know what we gave it, but. Um, I'm sure we gave it a five. I I, I saw that card and uh, and my jaw dropped originally. I'm sure. So, yeah. so I I honestly think this Galakrond is worthy of the same, even though it's not going to be that okay. powerful. I think it's going to be. I, I think this is definitely one of the Galakrons that you, you'll have the most success with. Just mark this down because you're talking me up on a priest card. I, hey, I wanted to talk <laughs> you up on priest cards last round and I didn't, so I'm trying not to regret okay. that again at least. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, and 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 you know what? That's not a, it's not irrelevant. The battle cry because like you have right, this gap right. between like mass hysteria and plague of death, mm-hmm. where light bomb was kind of filling that gap. This light bomb's gone now because the wild mm-hmm. cards went away. Thank goodness. Right. This kind of fills that gap in the curve right. where you need a clear between five and nine. Mm-hmm. So and even just from that perspective, it's relevant. And all Galakrons, as well as all Invoke cards, will not be available in Arena. So we'll actually have more cards this set that we don't give an Arena score to than ever before, I think. Um, And also, one thing I forgot to mention is that these versions of Galakron actually don't count to the full 135 cards. So we've actually got three Legendary cards for each of the League of Evil classes. So more cards than, than ever to talk about, which means we should probably... Be yep, on let's our get way. Going. <laughs> so we've got Mind Flayer Karaj. Car- I, I want to say I've been I've been calling it Karaj. It, it reminds me of Yasharaj the way it's yeah. spelled. So I don't know. Three mana, three three legendary priest minion battle cry. Choose an enemy minion. Death rattle. Summon a new copy of it. So this summon a new copy is on your side of the battlefield. When I first saw this card, I was like, "What in the world?" Like because the the wording's a little a little foolish, but. Um, but the way it works is you'll be able to summon whatever you want uh, from your enemy side on your side uh, when Karaj dies. So um, I, I'm really split on this card. You know, in the preview video, they showed it with King Crush, and obviously that's pretty powerful. Well, yeah, um, I mean, that's 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 clearly the best case scenario. <laughs> but but they also comboed this card with Wretched Reclaimer, which allows you to trigger, or is it is it... Uh, Retro Reclaimer kills a friendly minion, right? Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think you get the battle cry a second time. No, right? I, I think that the that's just like an empty death rattle. Like if you sum if you resummon like a carnivorous cube, I think right, that right. No. you wouldn't get you it wouldn't have get two more minions. So so the tough thing for me is that this seems like it could be powerful, but it's not really playing on tempo well because it requires an activation in order to be immediate. And that activation itself doesn't, like, you'd have to have something really specific like King Crush to give you lethal for it to really be the dream scenario. And I don't see that playing out very often. Well, I mean, first of all, it's two bodies for three mana, right? It's a three mana, three, mm-hmm. three for, for starters. That's fine, right? Like, Priest doesn't really have a lot of great tempo minions to begin with. Okay. And, like, you're, like, remember Kathrina? Like, remember yeah. what a pain in the butt it was to deal with a Katharina, knowing what was going to come out of it? Sure, and yeah. Your your opponent's going to know what's coming out of this. Not to mention the fact that you compare this with Mass Hysteria on 8 mana. Okay, now and, that's interesting. Now now you're yeah. talking. 
So now you you pick the minion that you want, and that minion is guaranteed to come, to be on your side of the board after the mass hysteria finish is going. As on. long as this dies, as long as this dies, which it it probably is probably going to. will. Yeah. So okay. it, you know, I I think that this is basically two bodies for one. It doesn't ask really anything of you other than your opponent playing good minions, which most of Hopefully the time they are. they're going to. <laughs> so I, I mean, from that perspective, I don't know that it's a five, but I think it's probably a four. Because I would want this in any sort... I mean, even, like, a combo priest might run this. Like, I don't know that it wants to, but I don't know that it doesn't want to. You know what I, I mean? I, like, I, your opponent's going to put up big taunts to get in the way. Okay, well, you just put up a minion that has a big butt. I'm going to take that and start Divine Spirit interfiring it. Right? I think what's, so, tough, what's tough for me is that this card just screams that it needs support. Not only does it need for your opponent to play something that you want... Um, but it also needs something to either take care of that enemy minion after you do trigger the battle cry or to kill Karaj so that you can get more value out of it. So um, I'm okay with the four because I feel like I, 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 that maybe I'm missing something here. Uh, like the the combo with Mass Hysteria makes a lot of sense. I just uh, – this feels clunky to me. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean I guess the other thing is like if you target something that's valuable to them and they kill it off for you – are you upset about that? I'm not. But they're not going to, right? No, I'm saying they kill off the minion that you targeted. Like, they oh, trade okay. it off or whatever, or they kill mm-hmm. it themselves so you can't get it. I'm fine. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Well, I guess it doesn't matter. It's already dead. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to stay alive, actually. Right. Like, it. I was. I don't even know what I was thinking. It. That minion doesn't need to live, so mm-hmm. it doesn't even matter, right? So... It's just, they just need to not get silenced or hexed, which, I mean, is most of Priest cards anyway. Yeah. So, I don't know that it's really asking that much for you. I mean, you're going to be running board clears as Priest. You can even penance this if you really want to. Yeah. Like, you can five mana play this penance it if you really just want to get that minion right away. So, there's a lot of ways that you can you can kill or Shadow or Pain or Forbidden Words. There's a lot of ways, like, in a Control Priest... You're going to have plenty of ways to kill minions. Yeah, but your opponent still has that good minion. And then is it better for them that they have the initiative? That That's where I'm stuck. And I, Yeah, but you're not looking for this to remove it, right? Like, this is not... This is not you... This is not a removal card. This is a... This is a tempo card. This is okay. being annoying, okay. right? Like, this is making your opponent waste resources dealing with two minions okay. for three mana. and And making them, even before that... Think twice about, do I want to play this minion because they could card it, and how do I deal with that? Okay. I'm going to trust you on this because we probably yeah. need to move on. Yeah. Um, four in constructed. I think it's fours, in, across, I think it's fours yeah, across the okay. board. In even Arena, it's just two butts, which is fine. I'll right? go with you on that. I mean, the, fir- the first one is is fairly statted, and so you're getting anything, and that's better. That's basically better than a, a three-mana three-four. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Talk to us about the legendary dragon here. Okay, so Murazon the Infinite is an 8-mana, eight 8-8 eight, eight dragon. We should also say each one of the classes is going to get a legendary dragon. We, we, we forgot to mention that. but That's true. They got um, it. They, they have to. It's a dragon yeah. set. So come on. Um, so Murazon the Infinite, Battlecry, play all cards your opponent played last turn. So this I'm a little bit less sure about. I mean, mm-hmm. at a minimum, right? Like it, We should say you will get spells with random targets. You will not get Battlecry's. Um, right. You will not get battle cries from minions. You will not get battle cries from hero cards, mm-hmm. but you'll get anything else. So it's like anytime you play Tess Greymane, it's kind of the same thing. Um, I I don't know. I mean, at a minimum, right? You're getting an eight mana eight eight, which is fine. It's a vanilla eight mana eight eight. That's the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, you're also getting probably another body or two 
or another spell that is relevant, you know, on the turn you play this. How awkward is this going to be? I have no idea. It feels pretty awkward. Um, I don't know how hard it's going to be to get value out of this. I love the concept. I think it's a really cool card. Mm -hmm. I'm on the fence about how... I I put this in the Control Priest deck that I was theorycrafting. It would probably be the one that I would cut first because I had a hard time finding room for it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I feel so similarly with this card as I do with with Courage because it's it's dependent on your opponent. And yes, your opponent's going to have big, impactful turns, but they've got the initiative based off of what they did. So yes, you've got an eight mana eight eight on top of what whatever they did, but I, I feel like you're going to be waiting a long time for something that's like the perfect turn, and you're never yeah. going to quite get it. And so the right way to play this card is to do it when you when they kind of did something fine. And then it's like, why are you playing this in your in your deck? Yeah. So, I, I it's, mean, it's still two bodies, right? Like if you're if they're playing a minion, it's still two bodies. But yeah, right, no, right. you're right. Like if if they still get to hit you in the face with that minion, and you haven't done anything about mm-hmm. it. Then you know if if you can, if, is this win more at that point? Like if yeah. you're playing an eight mana a vanilla eight mana eight eight. That's not really effect- I mean, maybe it's affecting the board, but you can't control how it's affecting the board. Then you know it's it. That's what that's what I'm not sure about. It's a cool card. I really like the idea. Yeah. I just don't think it's really going to work out. So I'm I'm feeling a three on this. What do you? What I, do you I'm think? I'm with you. I originally okay. gave it a four. I'm I'm willing to go down to a three on it because I'm just not sure about it. In, in arena, arena, it's probably a four because it's at least an eight mana eight eight plus whatever. Yeah, yeah, which is typically going to be good. Yeah. All right, next one here is Fate Weaver, 4-mana 3-6, Epic Dragon, Battlecry. If you've invoked twice, reduce the cost of cards in your hand by 1-mana. So the, each of these classes is also going to have lots of cards to support the invoke mechanic, and there's at least one card, I think it is just one card for each class, that has an advantage if you've been invoking. That doesn't. So this card does not invoke itself. It's just a bonus payoff if you've been invoking over the course of the game. This is a basically a mini Emperor Thorson. Um, a 4-mana 3-6 is fine. I think that the reason you really want to play this if you're playing the Galakron deck is just because it's a dragon. Like, the fact that it's a dragon, it'll support all the other dragon synergies in your deck, which you're probably going to have already. I don't think Galakron's just going to run that hero card. I think they're going to want to play with some of these other cool dragon tools. So I think it's fine. I, I'm not super you know, excited about a reduce um, the cards in my hand by one one time, Emperor Thorson has the infinite potential even and, and becomes a lightning rod. This just kind of does it. Um, unless there's some combo priest deck, a new combo priest deck that I'm not thinking of that would be possible with this. Well, it's, I mean, it's it's a 3-6, right? Yeah. So combo priest would, might just want it just for that reason alone. Um, I don't think combo I didn't priest think is going to run that. Galakrond. That's a good point. Yeah. I doubt it's going to run Galakrond because that's very no. slow for a combo priest. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, even the dragon synergies are not that much right now. I mean, you have breath of the infinite we'll talk about and, and chrono breaker, which those, that's really it, but there's not a lot of dragon synergies. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, unless you're getting into the neutrals, obviously, but I mean, I think that reducing the cost of your hand by one in a control priest, again, where a lot of things are expensive, yeah, like bringing a plague of death from nine to eight is not insignificant. That, that is a big deal. Yeah, no, that's it, a good point. it is a big deal. And you're and the other thing is that if you're playing Galakron, you're invoking twice. You're generating a bunch of random crap that you're putting into your hand. Now you're going to discount all that by one. That's a big deal, hmm. right? Because now you've got all these all these random priest minions that you've been collecting because you've been invoking because you're you're able to proc the battle cry. 
Right, and right. now you're going to discount all those random minions. That's a big deal. So it's I think that because of the deck that it's going to be in, it gets more valuable just because you're going to have a handful of jank that you're going to want to be able to play out, right? <laughs> that's the name of your second book, right? Handful of yes. jank. <laughs> yes. That's that, that's actually my my uh my the next album from my uh solo indie artist career. Oh goodness. <laughs> And I think, I just to tip our hand, we've got a one-mana invoke card in the preset. So invoking twice isn't really a high call. I mean, there's there's plenty yeah. of neutral tools that'll make that uh, accessible for anyone. But I think especially because we've got a one-mana one here, um, yeah, there's a, there's a good chance. And honestly, the big thing I thought of when you, when you say Control Priest, they always have a lot of cards in their hands. So yeah. just the fact that you get that tick on six, seven, eight cards, that's fantastic. So... Yeah, I um I I'm thinking a four on this. I think that... that's that was my that was my instinct. Yeah. Okay. And it won't um, be an arena. Yep. And um, by the way, before we go on to the next card, the cards are not showing on the stream because I forgot. Thanks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I figured I would wait until we were done at a good stopping point. Sorry, streamers here. A... Or, sorry, yeah. friends who are uh, visiting us on Twitch or YouTube, but we'll keep going here. Thank you for letting me yep. know. <laughs> Okay, so um, this next one is mine, right? Yeah, go so, ahead. Envoy of Lazul is a two-mana, two-two battle cry. Look at three cards. Guess which one is in your opponent's hand to get a copy of it. So we have um, we have Madame Lazul, who's legal and standard now, who lets you discover mm-hmm. a card that's in your opponent's hand. We had Curious Glimmerroot in Ungoro, who was a three-mana, three-three that did the same thing, but it was guessing which card started in your opponent's deck. The difference here... And, and Curious Glimmerroot, I remember we rated low and were very wrong about because you would basically get to choose between one card that started in your opponent's deck and two cards that didn't, and yeah. that was generally pretty obvious. Yeah. The three cards that it's going to show you all started in the... or all are The two that are not in the opponent's hand are in their deck. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to guess what they've drawn, and that is a much harder thing to do. Yeah. Like It's much easier. It's basically just knowledge of the deck that will tell you did it start in the deck or not knowing what's in their hand unless their hands down to like one or two you've been tracking their hand and it's down to like one or two cards that were generated from random effects and it's like you have something from that that you know wouldn't have started in their in their hand in their deck um and then you can get a copy of that but a lot of times you're gonna guess wrong and then you're just playing a vanilla two mana two two and and on top of that madame lazul's there and it hasn't seen play yet and I d- would play Madame Lazul before I would play any copies of this. I to agree. Begin with. Yep. You said it all, honestly, in my book. I think it's a one. Yeah. I mean, it's probably a two because it's probably a little bit better than that. And and I think that you can get an advantage if you're a good at hand tracking. But but, it's not... but you don't. But hand tracking doesn't even help you here. You don't know for sure. Yeah. Like unless unless it's really late in the game. And I, I, they, my understanding might even be off, but if it shows cards that you know they played two of, then yeah. then you can. Otherwise, it is purely a guess. So I, I don't see any reason yeah. why you would ever play this card, okay. honestly. Yeah, I can go down to a one. In, in Arena, it's probably a little bit better just because it's, yes. it's slightly yes. understated and you can just take a wild guess and once in a, you know, 33% of the time you'll be right. 33% so of the time card. it works every time. So, yeah. you know, so yeah, I'm, I'm probably a two, two in there. Arena. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, uh, Mad at Arms is saying in the chat, you play this after Lizul to get a better chance. Yeah, that's that's. that's I, yeah, <laughs> we're real stretch, really stretching now. Yeah. Okay. Next one here is Time Rip, a five mana uh, a sp- rare spell. Destroy a minion. Invoke Galakrond. 
So this is assassinate with an invoke mechanic. So again, whenever you see invoke, you're you're potentially or you're you're tracking for the upgrade of your Galakrond card, but you're also triggering the hero power. So this could read five mana, destroy a minion, add a random priest minion to your hand. Um, so assassinate never really saw any play. We did have the um, Vile Spine Slayer, which was insane. That's a 3-4 body that's summoned, and there are no priest minions that just get summoned for free. I still think it's fine, though. I mean, just a delete a card, um, especially when priest has a lot of good removal already. They don't have... Well, I guess they've got... Here's the question. I'll ask the priest man here. Are you going to play this instead of the Shadow Words or not? I think you're playing instead of Forbidden Words. Okay. Um, Because Forbidden Words was a card that was seeing play, and I think you probably... You cut down to at least one of those, and you play this instead. Because Forbidden Words is good early for dealing with little beginning, like little early minions, and that was generally replacing Shadow Word Pain. Sure, I don't yeah. know if this replaces Shadow Word Death, or you run this in addition. But like having unconditional hard removal is something that Priest has really never had, hmm. uh, aside from like Entomb, uh, which oh, even yeah, then back in the day that's that's going back a ways right mm-hmm. so just having five mana five mana remove a minion no strings attached and by the way here's a bonus priest minion for your trouble like i'm running that i'm running that even if i'm not playing galakron i'm probably mm-hmm. running that in a in a control priest you wouldn't run that in a in uh tempo rogue because it's so slow like control priest is slow so it's fine and and being able to remove a, a like an Edwin like a, like an Edwin that gets out of control or a questing adventure that gets out of control mm-hmm. when you can't find your shadow word death whatever it's it's relevant so yeah, yeah. I, I think this is I I was actually we, they really they showed this at BlizzCon and I may have jumped out of my seat and <laughs> really <laughs> yeah I I think this is a five I think you're okay. gonna run this in priest pretty much no matter what. Yeah, I'm okay with that. It seems it seems like one of the more powerful invoke cards for any class, honestly. Yeah, like so. a lot of them are really are really unimpressive mm-hmm. for the most part. Like they're pretty small effects. This is a pretty big effect. I mean, it's costing yeah. five mana, but it's it's a card you would want to run, and you just happen to be in the Galakron deck. Like um, Breath of the Infinite is a three mana rare spell. Deal two damage to all minions if you're holding a dragon. Only damage enemies. Um, it looks like this meta might be going more aggro, so you'll probably want to run this. It's better than Holy Ripple because two is better than one. I ran the numbers. <laughs> math. Uh, yeah, math. And, and I mean, if you're playing dragons, then, you know, then it's a Consecration for three mana, which is fine. I like, mm-hmm. you're, you're probably going to find other things to do if you're not playing dragons. But, like, let's be honest, you're probably playing dragons. But so, even, even if you're not, this is just Volcanic Potion, which yeah. Control Mages would run that card just straight up. So I think, I like, uh, these Dragon cards also, there are several spells that, like, upgrade are are pretty nutty. Uh, I don't think we'll talk about most of them today, but or most of the really crazy ones. But this, this is another one where I'm like, I think it's just perfectly fine because it's literally Volcanic Potion. So yeah. if there's a chance you would run this in a deck without the extra condition... That just makes it all the better that uh, that it's good. I think it's probably a solid four. Yeah, probably. I mean, Combo Priest might run it. Like, yeah, you run yeah. Wild Pyromancer to be able to do that, and then Circle, Circle of Healing, you don't even need the extra card to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. Right? Even if you're not running dragons, you don't even need to run dragons. Like, you're probably happy or not. Yeah. Because you want to damage everything and then heal it up again. So, I, yeah, I think it's probably a four. And it's at least a four in Arena. Like, you don't even care if you're damaging your minions in Arena. This is just a, bo- a small board clear. Yeah, and and AOE is so powerful. I think I think yeah, we'll stick with four on arena yeah. there, with an upside perhaps. Yeah, 
Next one here is Chrono Breaker, 5-mana 4-5 Dragon Death Rattle. If you're holding a dragon, deal 3 damage to all enemy minions. So this is like Chill Maw and Duskbreaker had a had a love child, and he grew into a mighty warrior, and he he was good. Um, I, I I heard a lot of people right out the gate saying like this is broken because Duskbreaker was crazy. There's just a really big difference between a Death Rattle and a Battle Cry. But Chill Maw is a great example where like Chill Maw was still really powerful even though it was a Death Rattle, especially because your opponent had to had to guess whether they. You know, do I go for it and just kill Chilma right now, or do I do I wait until they can play their dragons? It just puts them in a very awkward position. So I really like the card. I think it's super powerful. Yeah, I mean, there's two differences between this and Chilma. One is that Chilma had taunt. That's a big deal. Yeah, that's a bit. That's a really, really big deal. And now I forgot what the other one is. So that's Dust great. Breaker? Um, I mean, it's it's not it's definitely not Dustbreaker because Dustbreaker was a, I mean, it, there's a huge difference between a battle cry. You don't get to control when this goes off. Right. At right. least with Chilma, you're forcing your opponent to attack into this. Yeah. Here they can just ignore it, and that's a big big difference. Yeah, so, but a four or five is going to put the hurt on after a few turns. Like if they're in a position, if they're just aggro, then yeah, they can. But any it, other deck is going to be looking twice. Yeah, but I mean, it's aggro that you're worried about, right? Like, sure. it's, it's aggro is the reason that you're playing this. I mean, yeah, you can play this in Retro Reclaimer on eight, right? And that that's a that's a combo. That's something mm-hmm. you can do if you're getting to eight. Doing three damage to the board probably isn't that relevant. Yeah, that's I'm, true. I'm less psyched about this. I I'm down to a three on it, to be honest wow. with you. Just because, like, if it had taunt, it would be so much better. Oh, but sure, the fact that it that you you don't have any way to force your opponent to interact with it mm-hmm. is really kind of problematic. And I mean, you're looking at putting this down and then mass hysteria, which you're either doing on turn ten. Which I mean, again, how much is three damage doing to the board? I mean, that could at least clean up after a mass hysteria, or you're waiting one more turn and hoping your opponent doesn't kill you. Okay. I think I'll let I'll let you have that one in the three. Okay. Um, in arena, it's probably the same. Yeah, because you're less likely to have a dragon in arena. I mean, you in yeah. this in this rotation, you might because you've got Blackrock and you've got there are a lot dragons. There. Yeah. So I I would probably keep it at a three there though. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, Whispers of Evil is a zero mana common spell. Add a lackey to your hand. Uh, we knew that something like this was coming. It's fine. It's so you basically just it's a random lackey. You mm-hmm. you play the spell, you get a random lackey. If you're playing something like a Nomi Priest, then you know, where you're cycling with Gadgets and Auctioneer, maybe this is something that you want. Or where you're playing like Grave Horrors and getting those down for cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the time I can't I can't see this making it into a constructed deck unless you're getting like random spell generation from like an ethereal lackey or something. Yeah, if if this was um well it can't be discover because that'd be the uh sinister Sinist- deal. Yeah. So it, it has to be random. Yeah, I think I think it's a two because it'll have a place in some of those decks, yeah. but overall it's just it's a card. Yeah, I mean if you um, if all you care about is the is the number in the upper left corner, then yeah, you put this exactly. in the deck, otherwise yeah. you don't. Um for arena it's, it's probably, probably the same. Yeah, it's probably a two there. Too. I mean I mean how much are you like we know lackeys are good. Are you drafting a lackey, a random lackey to put into your deck? Probably not. Yeah, probably not. All right, next one here is Grave Rune, four mana common spell. Give a minion death rattle, summon two copies of this. Are you ready for Carnivorous Cube to return, Steve? On a stick. 
I mean, or on, not on a stick, <laughs> on a spell. This is, this is like, a, like, a, like on a platter. This is a grave, grave, I mean, is, is a carnivorous cube on a platter, basically. When I first read this, I was like, that's weird. And then when I did the, when I realized it's carnivorous cube, essentially, I was like, oh, that effect is just strong. It doesn't matter if you, yeah. like, if you want to think of something that really takes advantage of this. Like the fact that this exists there will be some broken combination, whether it's out the gates or in the next year. Um, it was actually interesting. Matt at Arms brought up in the chat in the chat that uh, Mind Flayer Courage also uh, curves into this. So uh, there are some yeah. interesting implications where. Um, oh, actually, it doesn't. Well, what, well, I mean, the thing that comes tank? out of it, you know, if you kill off the, car- it's a you, copy. You, you, you play, so if you play it, right, you play Karge, mm-hmm. Karaj, whatever his name is, mm-hmm. and then you trade it off, you get the minion, and then you play this on that the next turn. That's that's the... Oh, okay, okay, that's yeah. the combo. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, I mean, and it's also, again, I'm, I've I've brought it up, this is probably, like, the most I've mentioned a card that hasn't seen any play yet, but mm-hmm. Wretched Reclaimer is a card. <laughs> There's lots of Death Rattle stuff going on in, in yeah. Increase this go-round, so... So, so Wretched Reclaimer is a card. Vivid Nightmare is a card. Mm-hmm. Um... You know, there's a lot of ways to make copies of things and get more out of this. It's awkward. You're going to have to do a lot of work to get this to happen, but you could do some pretty disgusting things. I haven't, I haven't sat down and figured out what I want to copy with this yet. But this is one of those cards, and we've had these cards like Call to Arms is one that I remember off the top of my head, and there were oh, a couple sure. of others where we've said, I don't know how to break this, but somebody's going to, and we're yeah. all going to hate it. Yeah. And that's how that's how this card feels to me. I don't I, know I, how to break this card yet, but somebody's going to figure it out, and it's going to be disgusting. I do feel like priest is the right class right now yeah. for this um, because it doesn't it doesn't necessarily scare me that there's something so obvious right out of the I and mean, there could be a hot, we'll be watching hockey boys Twitter feed to see if there yeah. if there's something. Um, yeah. I I think it's a five just because of that potential. Honestly, it's yeah. a very strong mechanic, and it's going to um, it's going to create some decks all on its own. For yeah, arena, I mean, it it's fine as long as you have a good minion. So it's probably it's probably in the three or four neighborhood. I mean, are you drafting this instead of a, just a minion though? Like, I, if would you, you have rather have minions. would you rather have two copies of a minion that needs to survive, or would you rather or that and you need to stick, or would you rather just have another minion to play? I don't know. Um, yeah, it's it's really dependent because there are some times where this could really this could be the insane card that actually pushes you over the edge. Yeah. But you're you're right. You'd rather have something that's not dependent on an effect or on another minion. So, so maybe a three for that. Yeah, I I, I gave it a two. I could go up to a three on that. Okay, we'll All go right. three. And then, uh, sadly, the last priest card. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm, I will have to break away, and I'm sorry, but um, It'll be another disi- four months before we do this again. <laughs> yeah, um, disciple of Galakrond, uh, one mana, one two, battle cry, invoke Galakrond. Uh, if you're playing Galakrond, you're playing this. It's one mana, one two. Add a random priest minion to your hand. That's, fine. that's a good effect, yeah. That's fine. So, like, we, we play one mana one twos that do less than that. Like, Feral you, play, cat. You, you play Pharaoh Cat, and that can give you Generous money, Mummy sometimes, and there is nothing mm-hmm. in Priest that's as bad as Generous Mummy. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I think that's fine. I think it's a three. Like, you're not going to be excited about it, but if you're playing Galakron, this is going in the deck. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll send Lazul off to her um, her doings. Her biddings? I don't know. Off to the streets, I guess? Something like that, yeah. And Togwaggle's up next here with our rogue card. So we'll kick it off with Galakron the Nightmare. Seven mana, five armor as usual. Battlecry is draw one card. It costs zero. 
So when invoked twice and upgraded, it'll be draw two cards that cost zero. And uh, the third and final one is draw three cards, or no, four cards, excuse me, and they each cost zero mana. Uh, this Galakron's hero power is Galakron's Guile, which is two mana, add a lackey to your hand. It's a random lackey, right? I would, I, I, I would assume so. I, if I, I discover a lackey, I'm, I'm leaving Hearthstone. They would explicitly <laughs> say that if it were. So um, so the, the truth is, like, looking at this, like, this card does a lot of stuff that Rogue has been notorious for loving doing. Free cards are very good, um, and lackeys are insane because they help with any combo cards that, they, that the class might have, uh, and they all do really good things. Um, I, I keep thinking about a Miracle-style deck that might be coming out of this, uh, out of this expansion, and I, I'm kind of on the fence whether Galakrond goes in that or not, because drawing cards that are free is really good for that. Um, lackeys are fine. I, I guess I, I, it's weird because I feel like this is a really strong card, and yet I don't know yeah. quite where it fits. I mean, th- I'm, I'm in the same place. Now, I just realized, like, literally the second that uh spear of the shark is still in standard so you could just draw you could basically get a myra's unstable element except all the cards are free and no that's well, disgusting no i think <laughs> it's only minions that trigger oh do, is it only minions oh thank it's god only minions. okay yeah thank yeah. god okay never mind just strike <laughs> that, that, all, that strike is a very that. good thing <laughs> strike all that okay never mind i i this is my problem with with galakron for this is the only one where i can't envision a deck like i can see a deck coming out I, I may not be happy with the, what the deck looks like mm-hmm. but i can envision how you would build a deck around the rest of them i do not envision how you're building a, a deck around something like this maybe it is just spirit of the shark maybe just generating that much value off of the lackeys all is those enough lackeys with the, yeah du- with the doubled battle cries maybe yeah. that's it but i don't see something coming together around this especially with the invoke cards that you need to play in rogue to get this to happen which are, are probably worse than everything else. Mm. Um, I'm not I'm not seeing Galakrond happening. Like I, I started my theory crafting list, and this is the only one of the Galakrond classes where I could not figure out a deck that I wanted to build with Galakrond in it. Yeah, it's tough because the 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 battle cry really is similar to the treasure that you get from Togwaggle. Right. Um I can't remember what that thing's uh, called that the, draws three cards. Yeah, I, I don't remember the name zero. of it either, but, but I know what you're talking about. But, but that regardless three and not seven. Right, that's in that deck, um, and lackeys are all in that deck. So it, it it really is dependent on are those invoke cards good enough? And I, I I agree with you already that I don't think that they are. So this is a really tough one to evaluate for me. I kind of have to go three because yeah. I think I think there's potential, there's some strength there, but I I don't see it coming together in the end. Yeah, I mean maybe it is spirit of the shark is the answer because like if you're invoking, you're getting two lackeys. And then yeah. each of the lackeys goes off twice. You have all these extra lackey generators. Maybe, maybe you can cut things like Evil Cable Rat at that at that point. Yeah, but yeah, I I don't. I'm at a three just because I don't know how you build around this. Okay, well let's do that. And if you have any awesome theory crafts, let us know because yeah, I I, I want to believe. Um, actually, I might maybe have I to try that. I might uh, try yeah. that this weekend. I, I, if you are listening to Off Curve, I usually do a theory crafting episode where I go through yes. as many decks as I can think of on the episode right before the set comes out. So that may get, I may actually add that to my thing just to try it. I don't know what it's going to look like. I, I'm not promising any of those decks are good. No, but um, 
but Galakron Shark Rogue should should probably go on my list just to try and see what it what it looks like. I, I think um, even just following the normal tempo style that um, yeah. that Rogue's been doing for a while might be okay. It might be um, enough. And 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 the neutral, even though these cards aren't great, there there's some pretty decent neutral invoke cards also. Yeah. And so for yeah. each of those to just give you a lackey, that's pretty good, especially it's if you're running bad. other combo cards. So. Yeah, maybe it works, but we'll see. Uh, talk yeah. to us about the card you're more excited about here, though. Yeah, so Waxadred is a 5-mana 7-5 Death Rattle. Shuffle a candle into your deck that resummons Waxadred when drawn. And it's a dragon. And it's a dragon. And that dragon will have the Death Rattle again. So mm-hmm. you're going to keep cycling these dragons through your deck. And, I mean, we, we probably need to talk about this together with Necrium Apothecary. Because okay. I feel like those two cards kind of go together. Um, and Necrium Apothecary is a 4-mana 5-2 epic. That's two a five. combo... A 2-5, sorry. 4-mana uh, 2-5 epic with combo, draw a Death Rattle minion from your deck and gain its Death Rattle. So, already, you're shuffling multiple things into your deck that are going to summon more 7-5s, and those 7-5s are going to shuffle more 7-5s into your deck. Um, that seems like a deck to me. Like, we've already have... Nizoth Rogue, which was a little bit slower of a rogue that revolved around basically just not dying and then drawing your deck or, or Myra's and then Togwaggle scheming a million Nizoths in and, right. and you know, so like, you can probably take a lot of the Nizoth pieces out of that and put this in and you still have things like Necrium Blade and Necrium Vial that are still sure. viable and standard. Um, so there, there's a potential to just kind of create this infinite value engine that's you know the the main downside to that idea is that the token that's generated off of the death rattle will not activate necrium apothecary so there has to be a full wax dread minion in your deck so that either means that you haven't drawn wax dread yet when you play necrium apothecary or you've used togwaggle scheme to get several into your deck i think I think there's something to that. I hadn't thought about it with Togwaggle Scheme, but if you just hold on to that for several yeah. turns, with, with this being five mana, really easy to combo with that, even mid-game or something, and shuffle five or six copies into your deck, then you've got something with Necrium Apothecary because there's a really good chance you're going to draw it, and you've just got like five mana, seven fives for life. Um, right. This, and the stats are good. It's really aggressive. So I think that you know having a bunch of those is really going to be a problem for your opponent. Yeah, so I, I'm I, I'm choosing to believe... This is probably a trap, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm choosing to believe and choosing to go up to a four because I feel like I'm there's okay a deck around yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. I, I, think I feel like we've potential. I feel like we've proven out this hypothesis with Nizoth Rogue that you can play a de- a, a rogue that's not going to die immediately and play a little mm-hmm. bit of a slower style. So yeah. this is a viable end game scenario for that. That you just that that any control deck really just just they can't out they can't out outvalue it. Right. Like even if you're playing something like a Hakar, you're just shuffling more of this crap into your deck anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so you can kind of outpace the bloods. So I'll, I'll go with the four. And even in arena, same thing. Like it's fine, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah. it's overstated. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why this is overstated, but it is. Yeah, and as a five five, it would probably be fine. Too. Yeah, I feel like I'd be feeling very similarly. So and in arena, for you to be aggressive, your opponent's going to have to deal with it, but it might come up again. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm with you on fours on that. Uh, next one we've got is Flick Sky Shiv, which is a six mana four four legendary battle cry. Destroy a minion and all copies of it, wherever they are. They could be in the shadows or under the sewers, and they're dead. 
Uh, this is a cool effect. It's interesting. Um, really, you need to think about this card in line with Vilespine Slayer, where it's not so much that you're only playing this in the uh, situation where there's some insane deck that has tons of copies of something in their deck. Um, like, uh, well, actually, I can't even think. Well, Wax of Dread wouldn't work because those are all candles, not a- the actual... is the one that com- immediately comes yeah, to mind. Shrivala with... Um, with um, with Sathravar, potentially yeah. that could be that could be the best or, case, or even even just Baleful Banker, right? Like you have to oh, play yeah, yeah, out, yeah. like like you have to play out the first one to start the combo, mm-hmm. or sometimes you have to do that just to heal. You do that, you 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 Skyshiv it. There goes your win condition, right? Right, like that's an extreme example, but maybe, that is maybe, a legitimate. Maybe example. Maybe there's examples with against Hunter also because they end up having a lot of tokens, whether that's from Unleash yeah. the Hounds or Unleash or the Dire Beast. Frenzy. Or Dire Frenzy, exactly. So those are all interesting. But really, like the power of Flick Skyshiv is that it's a six mana 4-4 four, four with an Assassinate attached to it. You don't need the Destroy them wherever they are to understand the power level of this card. Just it being able to remove something is crazy. I mean, we had Blade of C'Thun back in Whispers of the Old God. Oh, that was Blade a nine... of C'Thun, that's a deep cut. Come on, wow. man. That, that was a nine mana 4-4 <laughs> four, four that destroyed a minion. So... Um, and it, it had more upside to it too, but sincerely, I think that this is a crazy good card. It's just great removal for the for any rogue deck, essentially. I mean, we played Vile Spine Slayer, yeah. right? Like we played Vile Spine Slayer. That was a five mana three four with combo destroy a minion. You had the you usually had to spend at least one one mana to activate it. This doesn't have any combo activation. It's just a six mana four four delete a minion. It's a it's good tempo. The body's decent. You played. You were fine with the three four with Vile Spine. You'll be even happier with the four four. The only downside is the legendary, but I really don't think you care. If you yeah. happen to blow up an extra copy of the minion, fantastic. Right. You probably don't care. It's still it's still going to be good. This is like. Like we we always talk about like what does this card ask of you? Mm-hmm. This card asks of you to playing against a deck that plays minions. Yeah, it's it's I, fives I, yeah. across the board. Yeah, um, I I watched uh, Regis Kilbin streaming um, the preview and he was playing a deck with the or no he was playing a face hunter deck and had the toxic reinforcement side quest so he had three leper gnomes on his side of the board and their opponent had to place flick sky shiv on one of the leper gnomes and it killed all three of them and so they took six damage and that was that was something yeah it was more for the memes than anything but well you know i mean you got you know for science right so yes exactly um so umbral skulker is a four mana three three battle cry if you've invoked twice add three coins to your hand so i guess this is where your idea of miracle rogue is coming from Mm-hmm. Because obviously, if you're playing the Galakrond stuff, you're probably playing this, and then you're going to get free spells off of the Galakrond. And uh, you know, the, the the reason that Miracle Rogue has not been a thing has been because Counterfeit Coins been gone and Tomb Pillagers been gone, so there really hasn't been any way to generate coins. Um, and this is a way to do that, and a lot of them. This feels really slow for that kind of yeah. deck. Like a, like a Miracle Rogue is generally a much more tempo style deck that happens to have this you know this this effect that it can go off like that and mm-hmm. it's going to be a while before you can i mean maybe it's not but it, it's like the the invoke cards again that that rogue has are a little bit awkward you're playing the far... neutral cards if you're if you're doing Galaxy yeah rogue yeah but even then like it, it seems like it seems like a lot of work to get there, but maybe it, maybe it's maybe three coins is enough to just kind of get you started and start drawing through your deck, right? I mean, three, so. three coins is crazy on its own. the The problem I was thinking of with this is that, like, other than Tomb Pillager, every card I could think of for Rogue that's given you a coin has been like a total bust. Like, it hasn't worked. Um, 
So I, three coins is a lot. And and yes, this was this was a key part of thinking that Miracle Rogue. Well, th- those are the decks that really take advantage of yeah. that. And the fact that you can combo this with Gadgets and Auctioneer means that you could draw three cards in a turn. Miracle Rogue wants to do that, so maybe yeah. it's good enough. Or you um, make a big Edwin. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fine. Um, I it really, I think what you and I are both probably trapped on is we don't see the Galakron Rogue deck really working. So it's really hard to remove this card from that because it's the only deck you right. play it in. So I, I want to give it a three just because I think there's some potential there. And it's a solid card if it works. Um, yeah. That's, yeah. That's where I'm at. I mean, I, I wanted to give it a two and I'm generally wrong about rogue cards. So I'm willing to go up to a three. I think that's fair. The problem is I'm not necessarily generally right, but I, I'll, yeah. I'll still stick with that there. Okay, and, and Necrium Apothecary, we already talked about um, the 4-mana 2-5 combo draw death rattle minion yeah. and gain its death rattle. What are you thinking on this one, Steve? It's probably a 3. It's probably yeah. exactly in that Waxadred deck. It's probably fine. Outside of that, like, the kinds of death rattles that, that um, Rogue has... I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to depend on the death rattles that are available to Rogue, really. I mean, you're going to be playing Mechanical Whelp. That's, like... Yeah. If you ju- if you just play that in Waxadred, you're probably doing just fine, honestly. Yeah. I mean, you have um, to play something else other than Waxadred in that deck just to make sure that you get value out of it, for yeah, sure. And, but, and getting a 7-7 seven, yeah. seven off a 2-5 body is pretty good. So yeah. I I think 3 is probably right. Um, yeah. In Arena, um, it's probably a 3 also. Like, yeah. you, have, you have to draft a good Death Rattle. Even if you get a loot hoarder, I guess it's not terrible. You have to draft um, a death rattle. I mean, it doesn't have yeah. to be good. You're still getting a card, right? Yeah. So it's like that's the thing is like like we were that's looking drawing like, that card. Like if you look at like Elvin Elvin Minstrel, right? Like yeah. you don't even necessarily care what the minions are that you were drawing sure, off of that, just sure. that you were getting two cards off of it. So it's probably a three. Also, it's probably just fine. Like yeah. it's card draw. So yeah. and and Rogue doesn't always have the best options for card draw. I'm okay with that. Yeah, sounds good um seal fate is a three mana rare spell deal three damage to an undamaged character invoke galakron so this is one of the two invoke cards and this just feels rough yeah like you get to backstab for zero you're paying one extra mana to do or, or you're paying three mana to do three damage to get and and get a lackey right like the get a lackey part of it makes it slightly tolerable but still that's a big that's a big ask, right? Like three mana, you're getting combo, getting a one four and a, and a lackey. So, like, and then it has to be on damage, which means you may struggle to play this. Uh, you know, you you struggle to play backstab too, but it's not as much of an investment, right? Like this is most of your turn in the early game, and mm-hmm. you want to be playing this in the early game because you want. If you're playing this, you probably want to get the Umbral Skulker online as soon as you can, and you're going to need to find a, a target for this. Yeah, I don't know. I I I, I, I just you think probably about play the, it if you're playing Galakron, but a we're not convinced you're going to play Galakron. I, and I don't B, think you. Seems like it sucks. That's the thing. I, I I don't think that you do. I think that there's a place where like you just use the neutral cards because I I haven't I haven't spent a lot of time with the neutral cards, but like my my quick glance at them was like yeah these are fine and and the fact that the hero power for Galakron is so powerful like getting a lackey is really good. Um, I think there's a good chance, but it's not because I, I think this card is a one, maybe yeah. even a zero, honestly. Like, like I would want this to be a minion so I could pair it with Spear of the Shark. It's yeah, not. yeah, yeah. 
No, we'll keep it at a one there. Yeah. Uh, next one is Dragon's Horde, one mana rare spell. Discover a legendary minion from another class. So I, I was I had no clue where to put this card before. I, In the I trash did to, is where you put it. Well, I, I caught <laughs> I, I got to catch um, Boar Control and and Jambra's, uh review, and they mentioned the only reason you play this card is to activate um, your um, what's it called two mana three four with rush. Um, oh, or, um, oh, uh, the underbelly fence. Underbelly Fence and your Vendetta. So turn one, having both of those, it's kind of interesting, but I don't think you need that. And you're not going to – even they weren't uh, saying it's yeah. good because of that. They were saying that's like literally the only reason you would ever play it. Yeah, I mean, you could play Filfer, right? And yeah. like, I mean, Legendary min- – it is Discover. Legendary Minions from cla- – class minions are generally better than neutrals. Mm-hmm. All things fair. Like – I think you probably play this when you get it off of Ethereal Lackey. That, I don't think you put this in a deck. Like the other, the other use case again is if you're playing a Miracle Rogue. But there are better cheap spells than this. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I think this is a one. Also, I'm not here for it. Definitely yeah. a one. Um, in Arena, it's, it's probably still a one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because there, there are still some real bad class legendaries. Yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, you could get uh, like like Duskfall and Aviana's a class legendary, right? Like there are some mm-hmm. really bad ones too, yeah, and they, and they're sure. they're very synergistic, right? Like very often those those cards are require rely on synergies that you're not going to have in your deck. Mm-hmm. Um, so Stowaway is a five mana four four battle cry. If there are cards that in your deck that didn't start there, draw two of them. You know what? You know what cards are going to be in your deck that didn't start there? Candles that summon Waxadred. That's what's mm. going to be in your deck. Interesting. Okay. So, I mean, uh, when you think about it that way, a five mana four four that summons two seven fives is pretty good. Mm-hmm. If it works out that way. So, uh, but I mean, other than that, right? Like, what are you shuffle? I mean, if you're if you're going out of your way to togwaggle scheme something, it's probably going to be really really late, and you're probably not going to want to want to do that. And the other thing, the other way that this can really backfire. Is you know what else could start in your deck? It could get in your deck that didn't start there. Bombs and bombs. corrupted bloods. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think we have a bomb meta incoming, so I don't think you have to worry about that. But the question is, what are the deck? Wax of Dread's great. Pogo Hopper obviously likes this too, especially yeah. since Pogo Hoppers are one mana, and you just you probably play them immediately. Um, so yeah, there's a place for stowaway. Um, it's it's a cool mechanic, and it allows you to think differently about shuffling those cards into your deck because for so long we haven't had a good payoff for doing that other yeah. than the really long game so this gives you something immediate that that gives you more value and more reason to do it um i i like it i think it's probably a three still um yeah. Yeah. with an upside i don't think it's i don't think it's, it gets better than that no no and then in arena it's probably a two because it's, it's a five out of four four most of the time yeah and that's not going to be great right Okay, next one here is Candle Breath. Six mana common spell. Draw three cards. Cost three less while you're holding a dragon. So this is not one of those dragon spells that is great without the effect. Because, yeah. um, I, I mean, I guess it's not awful because Sprint is seven mana and gives you four cards. But um, do we have something to compare this to? I guess Nourish gives you three cards at five mana. Or is, oh, no, it's, it's six, six mana, mana now. now. Yeah. Um, so actually, I, I guess it's not awful. There's just better ways to draw cards in Rogue. Now for three mana, you're really talking because you've, you're basically getting a unnerfed prep. So I know Bodicus on Coin Concede is just uh, loving this, <laughs> loving the yeah. idea of it. Um, Dragon Rogue, we haven't brought that up at all. Is it going to be? Wax a thing? Dread's the only one. Uh, Wax right? of Dread like is one. Yeah. yeah. 
But other than that, there isn't any. And so you're playing like the neutral dragons. Is that good enough? I don't, I'm, I'm not seeing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could play maybe like Cobalt Spellskin, which is a five mana three five. I think that gives you two one cost spells from your deck. Maybe that's what you're playing, but like you have to you have to run generally on average. You have to run about seven dragons to be able to guarantee these effects are going to go off. And I don't see you cobbling together seven dragons you're going to want to run yeah. in in Rogue to hold that in your hand. So you're talking about a, a slightly worse sprint, and you don't play sprint, so I don't see why you play this. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of with you on that. I'm thinking maybe a maybe a two. I'm I was that, two was my instinct, so I'm happy to go with it. Okay, let's do that then. And, and, in and arena, same thing. Same thing with arena. I mean, drawing cards is powerful in arena. Like, I I would say this is probably a three there. Okay, like, I can go up to a three for arena. Like, if you that's have fine, a dragon, fine. But if it's on par with with everything else, or with nourish and other examples, then yeah, I'll I'll take it. Sometimes you might even uh, be more likely to get a dragon in arena. Yeah, you'll be able to, you'll, you will you'll be, be drafting yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, praise Galakrond is a one mana spell. Give a minion plus one attack. Invoke Galakrond. Wow, I needed to stay awake through reading that card. <laughs> like one mana, give a minion plus one attack. Add a lack into your hand. So first of all, you need to have a target for this. So you're not playing this on one. Mm-hmm. And that's like the most boring card I've ever seen in yeah. printed in a class. Like in in a long time. I mean, the only, like, honestly, reprint this card. One mana, draw a lackey. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's fine, I guess. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll play that if I'm playing Galakrond. It, for in that. Warlock, if you're, pay, if you're paying one mana, you're discovering the lackey. Yes. But and, I can also combo this. For zero. I can also combo this in the class. So that, that's the yeah. benefit of having just a cheap spell. Like, give a minion plus one attack board. is practically a, um, a, a gust of wind that. Uh, drapes through your hair i don't know <laughs> like it's it's i mean again this is why i'm down on the galakron because it's like you have to play this probably mm-hmm. and you probably need to play seal fate or at least like one of each or, or something to get that to happen and and gosh those are gonna feel bad when you're top decking them i'm thinking it's a two because yeah i think i think this is the one that has a chance it's not because of the effect it's just because it invokes honestly yeah, and because and it, it combos well with other cards. Yeah. yeah, but but you still have to have a target, so it's even worse than that. But you know, so you might have to play that on your opponent's minion sometime, which is going to feel uh, real bad. You're going to have minions, I think. I mean, rogue rogue yeah. finds a way, right? Well, usually, yeah. <laughs> All right, and the final rogue card is Bloodsail Flybooter, a one mana one one pirate battle cry. Add two one one pirates to your hand, so you get three mana three three value. Uh, you can play this on one, and it feels very much like Acorn Bearer to me, except for you're immediately getting them into your hand. It feels um, like Firefly to me. Yeah, and it, and it very much feels like Firefly as far as just getting something on the board. I mean, you played Firefly in Rogue because it would combo with other stuff, and you had another cheap minion. So, um, you know, you get those two pirates in your hand. Maybe you dagger up the next turn. Yeah. Uh, you're playing something else on turn three, four, or five. You can get a 6-6 six, six Edwin just from playing those cards so it seems like it's got a lot of upside even though it's not really an inherently cool card um there's a lot of implications to it i think that it's pretty strong and we got a bunch of pirates in this in the set so you could probably build some sort of another pirate rogue so yeah it's probably a four just because it's it's like you're playing pharaoh cat right now 
Mm-hmm. It, is this better than Pharaoh Cat? In a lot of decks, it probably is. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. So yeah, I think that's that's probably a four. And and in four. arena, it's probably fine as a one drop. Like I think it's a four there too. Like yeah. you you have less of a chance of being able to take advantage of it, but still like just having three minions on the board is fine, even though they're one ones. Yeah. All right, so that's two classes down, an hour and a half in. So. Goodness, we got to keep <laughs> so going, we'll, man. We'll, we'll, we'll pick up the pace a little bit. Okay. So we'll move on to Shaman. Um, so we have Galakron the Tempest, which is uh, Battlecry, summon two, two, two storms with Rush. Um, the hero power is summon a two, one elemental with Rush, and I believe the Battlecry scales to two, four, four storms, and then two, eight, eight storms. That's Am right. I yep. remembering that correctly? Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, gosh, that's that's a lot of stats. It is. And, uh, you know, there's a lot you can do with that. And there's a lot of good invokes in, in Shaman and just being able to generate rushing minions at on demand, especially with those invokes is a pretty big deal. Like that's, that's pretty, especially when, when you're looking at replacing totem up, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's an upgrade. <laughs> that's a big upgrade. Right. I think it's fine. It's it's tough because it's not like there's nothing about this that screams to me like super powerful, um, except for the fact that you're dealing damage. Like rush minions, just it's like okay, they can attack something on the board. But when you've got two eight eights with rush, yeah, good lord. Like I mean, your opponent could have two dinky zero two taunts and then whatever. But I think more often than not, you're going to be able to value trade them into one or more things. Your opponent may not be able to deal with them the next turn, and then boom, you're going face for 16. So, yeah. um, so this is this is again an unsexy card in my in my opinion, but probably really really strong and one of the stronger uh, Galakrons yeah. that we've got yeah. here. Yeah, I think it's it's. Uh, I don't know if it's a five. It's definitely a four. I, no, I would go five honestly. Okay, because, we can go five. Um, we can go like five. The, and the fact that all of your invoke cards are going to allow you to deal two damage on the board immediately, that's really strong. Like, you don't really yeah. care that they're elementals. I guess maybe you're playing that given elemental plus two plus two. Yeah. Um, and and that's great. If you've got an extra two mana and you can just throw that on that elemental, get an, a random elemental in your hand, and deal four damage instead, that's that's kind of insane, actually. I hadn't thought yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's a five, even though yeah. it, at, at first I was like, oh, that's kind of boring. Um, it's it's really strong. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Next one is Neat Hog, six mana five five dragon battle cry. Summon two zero three eggs. Next turn they hatch into four four drakes with rush. So be careful. These are not Nerubian eggs where if they die they summon those drakes. They have to survive for a turn in order for it to work. And honestly, I've been scratching my head, Steve, on this one for a while. Um, I'm I'm just pretty skeptical that your opponent's going to allow you to um, to keep those O threes. If they live, you get insane value out of this card. So it's it's really good in that scenario. I just don't like having to literally put my eggs in my opponent's basket and yeah. hope that they don't kill these things. I mean, so a couple things. First of all, you can play this in Quest Shaman. That makes four eggs. That's, yeah. Okay. That requires a board clear to deal with most of the time. Hellfire, sure. Um, you can play this in Token Shaman, where you're just again building boards. They're going. It doesn't matter what you play. They're going to need to clear it anyway because you just bloodlust them. Now, mm-hmm. these are these are actually a little bit worse in that scenario because they actually can't go face if they live. Right. But they can clear things out of the way that can go face. 
Um, and you can mutate them and whatnot too. Well, and, and actually, you can combo this with Soul of the Murloc. Oh, and you then super, you super can. I, I think the way it goes is those things will die. They'll spawn four four Drakes, and you'll get the one one Murloc. Right. The, and and this is again Mogu Flesh Shaper is still a card. So yeah. this yep. is play, pay six mana, discount your Mogu Flesh Shaper by three. I think there are applications here. It's not a super broken card, which is great given the meta we just got out of. Yeah, we don't need uh, <laughs> we don't need more crazy shaman cards. But I think there are some creative ways to use this, and I think it may surprise some people. Okay, I, I'm willing to go up to I, I I'm willing to come down to a three. I had it a four, but I could see meeting in the middle of a three because I know you have this as a two. And yeah, yeah, I I, I would meet you on three. Um, okay, because I mean the times that it works, it's going to be great. To me, that's just a classic not good card though. If you're just yeah. hoping that it's going to work. And unless we have a way to make your minions immune, which, good lord, we don't need that, um, then I just, uh, I don't know. It, I, I mean, one other thing that's relevant is Shutterwalk uh-huh. will, will recast this battle cry, and that gives sure, you minions sure. on board for mm-hmm. all of the, the lackeys that target minions, right? Yeah. So it, there, there, there are reasons to use it, but it's, we're, I'm having to justify it pretty hard. So, you know, that basically means a three. Okay. If I'm having to talk you into it that hard, it's probably yes, a three. Yes, yes, yeah. Three <laughs> three is definitely the middle ground yeah. here. Um, On the other hand, we have Bandersmosh. Oh, good lord. Which is a 5-mana five 5-5. Five, <laughs> each turn this is in your hand, transform it into a 5-5 five, five copy of a random legendary minion. Just go away. Just no. <laughs> like, there. yes, there are use cases for this. Yes, occasionally. What are the use to, cases? You're going to get a Deathwing when you need it. You're going to get... I don't know. An Hyreek the, the Bat is the best thing that you, I think that you can get from this. I mean, you, like, I could see playing like an Overload Shaman, getting an Archmage Antonitis, and then throwing a couple of Zaps down, mm-hmm. right? Like, things will happen. You will see Trolden videos. It will happen. I, I don't think it's worth running in your deck for that, because there's a lot of bad legendary minions, and not only... Do you need to wait for it to turn into a good legendary minion? You need mm-hmm. to wait for it to turn into a good legendary minion that is good on the turn that you play it. And right, by the right. way, that's also locking out whatever else you had planned for that turn because you're spending half your mana on this now where you weren't planning to. And that's why Camellios hasn't worked yet because yeah. it is hard or to fit. Or Shifter's Eris because it's hard to fit that stuff in here. I just want to say real quick, I felt really bad for Tice because he was the one who revealed this card. I had to go watch his reveal video because I'm like, am I missing something? And he was put in an impossibly difficult situation because he's supposed to reveal this card and talk about how it's exciting and stuff. And uh, he's, I, I don't even remember what he said, but I was just like, bro, no, this, this thing Poor is guy. trash. Yeah. They this needed thing to give is, that to a, to a meme streamer. Then, yes, exactly. Then He's he's a great player, so that didn't seem like yeah. the right fit. I, I I honestly think this is a straight up zero. I'm I'm okay with that. I mean, in in arena, it's probably better than a lot of legendaries you're gonna yeah. draft. There are some times where it'll be the right pick, and you'll get something that's okay, and you'll be perfectly fine with that. So I think I think a two is fine. Yeah, that's, there. that's fine there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next one here is Cumulo Maximus, five mana, five five elemental, epic minion, battle cry. If you have overloaded mana crystals, deal five damage. Uh, everyone's been saying that aggro decks are going to love this, and there's a good chance that they could. Uh, Quest Shaman, especially, can deal ten damage now. Holy cow! 
Uh, I think that this is actually going to find its way into some interesting overload decks too, though, or uh, overload or control shaman decks, because dealing five damage to anything on the board is a really good control mechanic too. So yes, this can go face. Yes, it will go face. But I, I think that this is a more flexible card than it looks like at first glance. Yeah. And, and again, let's not make the mistake that we made with Lickum. This is either oh, on the goodness. turn that you yep. play the overload card or the next turn when, when, mm-hmm. the, when the crystals are locked. Yeah. So there's a lot of opportunities to use something like this. Mm-hmm. And again, Quest Shaman already runs Sludge Slurper. It already runs Sandstorm Elemental. It is not hard to get a locked mana crystal to be able to double that, mana, that battle cry. Yeah. I think this is a scary, scary card. Mm-hmm. And it's going to get... It, it, almost every Shaman deck is going to find a way to use this. And if you run any overload cards, at any, any like reasonable number of overload cards, you're going to play this card. Which, so, let's be real, they all do. So Yeah, and, and there's a lot of fives on this card, and I'm putting one more on the, in the column next to it. So. I'm putting I'm putting two more next to it. Yeah, um, because I think in arena, yeah, even in like, arena, you're probably yeah, you're probably going to have some overload cards, and in that case, and even if you don't, it's a five mana five five. Exactly. Yeah. So I yeah, it it earns its stripes for sure. Yeah. Um. So dragon's pack is a five mana epic spell. Summon two two three spirit wolves with taunt. So those would be the the same wolves from feral spirit. So they're not beasts. Um. If you invoke twice, give them plus three plus three. So that would be, uh, I did the math, that's 256 for 5 mana. <laughs> um, you're going to invoke twice, probably, if you're playing, I mean, obviously you're playing, you're playing invoke cards, you're playing this, mm-hmm. um, if you're playing, so which means that you're going to have probably cleared the board and you're getting two five sixes. I just, the only thing that I don't like about this card, and, and that has me not putting it at a 5, because it's, it's clear why it's powerful, mm-hmm. is what deck is it going in? Because it's... Probably not going in Quest Shaman because, well, you're not running, you're probably not running this in Quest Shaman anyway because you don't want to be invoking and then wiping out the hero power. Yeah. So you're not running this in Quest Shaman. This seems too slow for an an overload aggro shaman. And maybe this is a control shaman card, but how many overload cards are you, or I mean, I guess if you're running this in like an, an, you know, some sort of a a control Galakron deck, but then you probably Mm want to be running Hagatha. So I don't know if that's the right place for this, but hmm. it, it's just it, the only part that's weird about this is where, do, what kind of a deck do you put this in? And I can't come up with a good answer to that. Well, I mean, the answer is just what does a Galakron Shaman deck look like? And right. I think it's it's more control e, but I think it could also just have some mid game strategies. You might even run just one Bloodlust because you're you're making so many tokens as you go across the this the source of the game that at some point you may have enough things on the board that you can just overwhelm them. And this is great for that. It gives you two huge minions. I mean, the thing that came to mind for me with this is that it's like Tomb Warden after getting upgraded by our Megadillo. Yeah. So, like, that is that is just a good card to play. And it asks a little bit less, I think, because you're hopefully invoking along the way. Um, you You really don't want to play it unless you've invoked twice, though. So... I, I think it fits in that strategy there because I think Alacron just wants to overwhelm with uh, not infinite value, but just so many minions that they keep on having to get rid of and you just keep buffing them up. And this is a, this is a great further example of that. I mean, you don't put it in a deck where you're not invoking, but you might play it if you haven't invoked twice. Cause I mean, if you think about it, this is the same cost as feral spirit. You're just paying it all at once. Oh, that's true. I didn't think about like, that. Feral Spirit is is three mana overload too. You're paying the five mana yeah. for the two for the two yeah, wolves. No, that's so it's a not good point. it's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Um, 
I I still think that a Galarcron deck is kind of the new version of Token Shaman. Mm-hmm. Does this fit here? Maybe, yeah. Um, because I mean, you're you're building, and I'm thinking like you're generating a lot of tokens that you're rushing in to clear the way for your other things. Maybe you're cutting the overload package for this. I don't know. In 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 a, in aggressive meta, you'll play this just to soak yeah. up a bunch of damage. But it may be one of the cards that you cut to your point because yeah. there may it's be expensive. better ways to generate. I I think it's a four still. I yeah, think I it's going to so be too. pretty pretty good in that deck. But it it, it isn't core to the strategy. I don't Agreed. think. Yeah. Next one here is Lightning Breath, three mana rare spell, deal four damage to a minion. If you're holding a dragon, also damage its neighbors. So Zentimo is no longer necessary because we've got Lightning Breath. This is some good um, This is some good removal if you've got the dragon, obviously. The thing I kept thinking in my mind is, am I going to play Lightning Storm or am I going to play this? I, I can play both, obviously, but that seems like a lot of removal at the three mana spot. And in my mind, I'd rather have the Lightning Storm, which can get a wider board if need be, rather than be so focused on just three minions. So it's a good card, but I keep thinking, I don't know that I'm really going to want this. What, what have you been thinking on this, Steve? I mean, it's meta-dependent, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you're playing against, say, Tempo Warrior, this is probably better. If you're playing against okay. Zoo, then then Lightning Storm is better, right? Sure, so, sure. So either way, I think it has it has a merit. It's going to depend on what the meta looks like, and it depends on what you're if you're running dragons. I mean, you're probably running uh, running Squall Hunter, which we'll talk about in a minute. If you're playing anything that's gonna, thinking about running this, sure. Um, you could you might make a dragon focused quest hunter quest shaman. That's a potential. Mm-hmm. Um, you could there people have already tried running things like Twilight Drake, and you can other there are other battle cries that would make sense. Um, especially if you're able to run the 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 one that copies that transforms a minion into a copy of this and gives it rush um so that that's a thing that you can do with uh because we that was something that we used to do with with shutterwalk is try mm-hmm. to you know make copies of it and that's the thing we can do again um i think that there's a place for this it's probably a four it's just a matter of you know are there enough dragons to support it there probably are yeah i'm okay with that and i think that they're especially shaman there are some shenanigans you can pull with dragons, uh, yeah. especially the class one that we'll talk a little bit later. In um, in arena, it's probably it's probably still a four, especially yeah. with all the dragons in arena right now. Um, this would be, and this would be and a snap even pick if for not, me. even if not, like three mounted, do four damage to a minion is fine. It could be worse, yeah, yeah. So fours across the board there, yeah. Um, so storm's wrath is one mana overload one get one mana rare spell. Overload one, give your minions plus one, plus one. Well, if you're playing Token Shaman, <laughs> there you go. I mean, it's Power that, of the Wild divided up into two And that's a plus one, plus one, not like right. until the end of the turn. So this is effectively... Well, what was that card in Druid? Not not Blessing of the Ancients, but the one we had before that, that was from uh, Mean Streets. Oh, Mark of the Lotus. Yeah, that that's, mm-hmm. that's this with Overload, yeah. but that's fine because if you're playing like... If you have a... Um, uh, which, what the hell now? Oh man, I'm blanking hard. The four mana three six. For shaman? Yeah, the one that that gives you two one ones whenever you overload. Oh, thunderhead. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, if oh, you're that's insane thun- with this. Good lord. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, it super is right. So like, cause they, cause you get the buff on those after that. Mm-hmm. You know, like it overloads. It it plays the minions and then you get that. So there's a lot of ways you can abuse this, and and you generally want to be going wide and buffing your board. So th- yeah, this is a five. You'll play yeah. it in that deck every time. Yeah, and in arena, I think it's 
it's probably a four. Like the, yeah, there's a good chance you could get you could get value off of this, but you're not guaranteed all those little tokens that you want right. to get. Okay, next one here: Corrupt Elementalist, five mana, three three, battle cry, invoke Galakron twice. I might be wrong, but I think this is the only single card that invokes two times. I believe you're correct. Um, which which is pretty significant. So you're going to immediately upgrade your Galakrond, which you have to invoke twice in order to do that. And you're going to summon two 2-1... Two, is it two 1 elementals? I believe it, it two is, twos? yeah. I think there's two yeah. ones. Okay. Um, so this is a 5-mana 3-3 three, three with two 2-1s. Two so it's like a Thunderhead that is self-contained, essentially. Yeah. Uh, I, I think this is one of the strongest invoke cards that we've seen. And it's, it's in part due to the fact that the hero power is so strong. Um, just getting those. I mean, if you combo this with Storm's Wrath, then you've got a four four and two three twos with Rush. Like, and if you've got anything else on the board, that's upside too. I think, I think it's pretty simple why this card's good. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, it's it's a lot of stats. It looks underwhelming until mm-hmm. you factor in the extra four two of stats that you're going to be generating, and right. it's a five. It's a five mana seven five. So Gosh. I would take and, a five mana seven five, and and yeah. half of it has Rush. So. Yeah. I don't know that it's a five necessarily. I think, I think it's it probably is. A f- okay. Um, I think I'm, it is. Okay. You convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> Had to do a lot of convincing on that yes. one. Um, so Invocation of Frost is a one mana spell, common spell, freeze an enemy, invoke Alacron. So I was very low on this until I was talking to Ridiculous Hat right before the show. And he, he basically said, well, I like Glacial Shard. And mm. when you look at it like that. Oh, where gosh. Yeah, this is glacial shard with rush. That also happens to upgrade your Galakrond. or ray so, of frost without the twin spell and with the two one instead. Well, glacial glacial shard glacial specifically shard's probably closer. Summons yeah. summons a two one and freezes yeah. an enemy, and this happens to have yeah. rush. So mm-hmm. when you think about it like that, that's kind of nuts. It's really good. Yeah. Um. So I'm willing to go up to a four on on this one just because of that. I think that that I never really thought about it that way. And it's why yeah. it's really important to consider the the hero power that you're that you're getting when you're invoking but that makes a huge difference when you're looking at this so you and i are both thinking fours because we were thinking lower than that prior to the glacial shard comparison yes. but if yes, you yes. just think about the glacial shard comparison it's, it's still probably a, a i don't know man i mean glacial shards a five isn't it yeah i mean <laughs> i'm just saying glacial shard can't get counterspelled uh, yeah. I mean that's a that's a small consideration, but uh, that, that, that okay. Really I'll go to. I, I mean, I'm, I'm I'll go to a five if you want. If, to go to it five. feels weird giving a free shaman card a five, but honestly, like that's the right comparison because that, that's Murabi exactly was what alive this does. To, to see this day, uh, I'm gonna play some wild just so I can play free shaman. Free uh, I mean, maybe, maybe it's finally viable in wild. Who knows? Who knows? Just this card, Gal- Galakron Murabi shaman. Let's go. <laughs> All right, next one is Surging Tempest, a one-mana 1-3 one, elemental. has plus one attack while you have overloaded mana crystals. So it, it feels like it should be Tunnel Troggy unless you realize the best it can be is a 2-3, which means it's more along the lines of Warbot, which is a very old card. Um, yeah, I, I don't. it's a stretch to say that you would want to play this. I mean, one-mana 1-3s one, are always worth considering. But, like, Warbot's a perfect example where that just did nothing as a 1-3 because there weren't any huge bonus effects like there are with uh, with other cards. So I don't I don't know that this is the elemental you really want on turn one. I mean, if you're playing a token shaman, right, you need early game. What else are sure. you... Like, your your alternatives are... Store, not that it's bad, but it's, it's Sludge Slurper. That's what you're playing mm-hmm. on one. And that's all you're playing on one. Yeah. Right? 
So, I mean, if you play this into Sludge Slurper, yeah, you go this, in, this into Sludge Slurper into Lackey, that's a pretty good turn one, too. Yeah, that's not I'm not bad. saying it's exciting. I just don't think it's it's trash. No, that, that, that's a really fair point. I mean, you get a, um, a Titanic Lackey, and you put yeah. that health on this Tempest, it can just soak up a lot of damage and be something your opponent has to deal with. So, yeah, yeah I, I would go up to a three on it. It's fine. Uh, I, yeah, I, don't wanna, I wouldn't go higher than that, but it's probably okay. a three. And, and, I mean, in Arena, one mana one three is fine, too, so it's probably a three. Yeah, yeah. Good. And Squall Hunter is ridiculous. <laughs> Even it's, though he doesn't have a hat. He yeah. almost looks like a unicorn it, the way the light is. I was thinking I was thinking it looked like a very pretty pony. Um <laughs> so it's a four mana five seven dragon overload two spell damage plus two. So it's not a four mana seven seven, it's a four mana five seven, but it's also got spell damage plus two. And that's uh, kind of a big deal, especially in an overload shaman that might just want to burn their opponent out with lightning bolts and lava verse. Yeah. I mean, it's, it seems really good. I mean, the overload two is a lot. Overload two is a lot. Don't get me wrong, Mm -hmm. but you're getting uh, like, we played flame, flame wreath faceless without any sort of a spell damage or anything like that. And it didn't activate any dragon, any dragon effects. I, I, I don't know that this is a five, but it's definitely a four at least. I I think it is honestly. Like the like as a five seven, it's perfectly fine. The dragon tag is going to help you, and I mean combo this with that breath. What was it? Breath of lightning was that the name of the card? Lightning breath. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you've got another dragon in your hand, I mean, then you're dealing what six damage to three minions. Yeah, or even if you're just doing playing this and then dealing six damage to one minion, that's fine. Sure. Yeah, I, I I think that you're likely to play this in some aggressive strategies, though. Something in aggressive uh, strategies. I think this is a control card, honestly. You do well. I, yeah. It could fit either, honestly. You know, so uh, I think this is the high end of a of an aggressive deck because of the potential yeah. with burst. Like you play this with lava burst. That's a ton of yeah, overload that, for I one mean, it turn. Goes in both, really. It's it's but either yeah. way. But I, mean, I think it's a, a big five. body I, for, I, for four mana. I don't know what more you're asking of this card, essentially. Like, and and yeah. those are the cards I just kind of have to go with fives on. Right, and and then you're gonna and you're gonna activate your Lickum, you know, mm-hmm. and your and you potentially set up Cumulo Maximus. Excuse me, Cumulo oh, Maximus. Yeah. Or if, yeah. if you've got Thunderhead online, you got two one ones. Like, yeah, like, I think I think it's fives across the board, honestly. In Arena, yeah. it's gonna it's so much it's tempo fine. that yeah. it doesn't matter. I mean, it, it comes down early and it just does. I mean, if you, even if you top deck it, it's fine. And like, uh, and if you top deck it late, the overload doesn't matter. And mm-hmm. like, I've it's it's funny because we've come a long way where I was very down on overload synergies, and we've mm-hmm. finally gotten there. Yeah. And it you know, but we've got it's taken like a critical mass of things to get there. Yeah. Well, you're here now. That's what matters. Yeah. That's all. That's all <laughs> that matters. Okay, well, let's move on to Warlock. We're actually not doing terrible on time now. Yeah, um, yeah. We'll probably we'll probably hit our normal three hour stretch. I think. Galakron the Wretched, the Wretched is a seven mana five uh, five armor as always. Battle Cry summon one random demon. Upgraded its Battle Cry summon two random demons, and upgraded thrice its or twice its Battle Cry summon four random demons. And um, I need to pull up the uh, the name of the. Um, hero power, but it summons two one one demons, right? Is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so basically, this is just creating a lot of demons. Um, it's interesting because as we've talked about demon cards over the past year, 
I, there's been like a missing piece, Galcron's Malice. I just like that the creativity yeah. behind all these all these names. Um, there's been a missing piece that gets you a lot of imps on the board, and this obviously will do that. Your opponent has to keep dealing with these small guys. There's just not a lot of ways to upgrade your one one imps. You've got um, Inferno, I think, that gives yeah, them all plus one so. attack. But that's like that's it, I think. You've got cards so, like Plague of Flames that you can take advantage of. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you've got things that you could use Cult Masters to draw. Well, not that you really need to draw on Warlock, but you know, you could do that. Right. Um, it, it feels very Warlocky because the other option is that you're sacrificing all these little imps in order to do something. Also, um, the Battle Cry here too is just really unreliable. Um, you get fe- something like Fellord but- uh, Betrug that could be good. Um, but you could also, I don't, I don't know what the worst you, case scenario here is. Yeah. I mean, well, thankfully, uh, what, what's his face? Uh, the apothecary isn't in standard anymore. Oh um, yeah. That unlicensed <laughs> apothecary. Cause that yeah. would be real bad with that hero power. So right. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not hyped about this one. Um, this is probably my least, ex- the Galcron I'm least excited about because yeah. even with rogue, at least I think there's some potential there, but with warlock, I just don't. I just don't see this being good. I mean, you know what the you know what the plan is at least. It's zoo. I mean, that's that's obvious, right? Like, yeah, yeah. But zoo needs bigger minions than one once. Well, zoo also just needs things to attack in, and you can use things like um, it can like dire, yeah. like dire wolf alpha, or you know, there's plenty of sacrifice effects like um, like evil genius, where you just want yeah. butts on board to be able to sacrifice them. And I guess at that point, you're you're hoping that this battle cry is similar to Blood Reaver Gul'dan. That just gets you a bigger yeah. board, um, and and sometimes I bet you'll have a board if if you upgrade them fully and you get a really good roll, you could have a board that's similar where it's it, it's tough to deal with. Yeah, but I mean, um, I'm not excited about it either. I'm probably on a three with it, but I don't think it's trash. But no, no, it's not trash. It's it's probably the one I just really struggle to say. I don't know how good this one is. Yeah, um, and all the other ones, I think I, I I can see merits where they're really strong. This one, yeah. Um, I'm not yeah, super so, excited. I'm not super excited about it for sure. Yeah, th- I, I'm good with the three on that. Okay. Um, so we go on to um, Ziraku the Warped. Ziraku. Which is a eight mana four twelve dragon. Whenever your hero takes damage, summon a six six Nether Drake. So Ooh, that's kind of a broken effect. Hmm. Um. However, it's also an eight mana four twelve that doesn't have taunt and doesn't affect the board. So, it, um, are you sure about that? What do you mean? What do you mean? Well, am I sure about like, that? Like it, it only doesn't have taunt if your opponent has lethal or is really close to lethal. Like otherwise, they really need to deal with this effect as soon as possible, right? Right, but it, it again, it doesn't save you, right? Like if they do have lethal, this doesn't do anything. If they don't have lethal, this is a nightmare. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's something that you can play. And there are, you know, there's there's ways to discount it. There are, you know, other things that can happen where you can get this down. I This is basically your endgame as a control warlock for the most part. And it's a pretty nutso effect. Because, I mean, at a minimum, on 10 mana, you can just hero power. And you've got a 412 and a 6-6. You have to not die... But you won't die every time, and the times that you don't, <laughs> you're probably going to be in a pretty good position. I, does does Warlock have any reliable lifesteal effects right now? Uh, it's getting one. 
It's getting okay. one. That's a dragon. That's a dragon synergy. Okay. Because um, I think I think that's the the big and, thing. And you've that's... got you've got the um the what's her, what's your face the demon that you draw that heals you when you draw her. Oh yeah, uh, Aranasi Broodmother. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I guess with those things, there's potential because like Control Warlock really needs those those effects that are reliable and can get you health back. Because um, you're right, this is a late game bomb that is going to really shake things up. Um, I, I think it's fives across the board because yeah. like there's there's just no reason to not play this in the in that style deck. Yeah, I mean this is somebody's winning the game pretty quickly after you play this card. It may not be you yes. all the time, but somebody's <laughs> winning the game. Yeah, I, you, I would... you could you could not have dragons in your deck, and you'd still want this in your deck if it's right. a control style warlock. And yeah. and with dragons, it's it's going to be even better. So. I, I um, I'm gonna go. I I kind of want to give it a four, but I'll come up to a five because I'm still a little bit worried about how often you are going to be able to reliably drop it. But it may be that you can drop it more often because if your opponent's going to start hitting you in the face and they're not killing you, that's a lot of damage they're looking at the other way. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, can, I think I it's along there. the lines of Ysera, honestly, where it's yeah. like in my mind, Ysera is a five. It's it's not going to stop your opponent if they're aggressive, but like what the card does is so powerful right. and. I think this one's very similar. Well, I mean, that's where I'm. I'm at a four with Ysera because Ysera doesn't get played in a lot of decks because she is that slow, right? So okay, yeah, but I, I can go up to a five on this one because I think okay. that it's it's you have to kill it or you need to kill your opponent immediately or else you're going to be mm-hmm. facing down a ton of damage, right? Just because you you have ways built into the class to damage yourself, but you're probably not playing this in Galakrond deck a because it's way too slow for that, and b because you want to have life tap available to you. Yeah, that's a good point. We got Veiled Worshipper up next, 4-mana 5-4, Epic Minion, Battlecry. If you've invoked twice, draw three cards. So drawing three cards on a fairly statted minion is insane, but I'm still struggling to see this as a card that you want to play. I mean, because your hero power already helps you draw cards. So, like, um, Warlock's not needing a sprint-like effect or a miracle effect because they've got it built into their ecosystem already. Yeah, I mean that's the problem, right? It's like this would be ridiculous in any other class. In Warlock, you can that you call that Tuesday. So, <laughs> you know, I I don't I, I'm not seeing the 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 invitation to invoke yeah. with this card. So yeah, it's probably it's probably like a two. It's it's fine. crazy that it's a two, but I, yeah. I think you're right, honestly. Yeah, it's fine, but I'm not I'm not getting excited about it. Yeah. Um, Dark Skies is a three mana, um, a three mana epic spell. Deal one damage to a random minion. Repeat for each card in your hand. So we're getting a bunch of hand size synergies in this set, mm-hmm. and this is an early board clear that can do a lot of damage to an early board, especially if you're spending your first couple turns tapping. And and even mm-hmm. late, it it removes divine shields, and if you you can plan around the you know the the even sidedness of it and unlike hellfire it doesn't hurt your face right if you have anything on board it's not good but i think that like handlock needs ways to combat the aggressive strategies because they're going to be dealing damage to themselves already so something like this is is pretty perfect outside of a actually this comes before like the mountain giant and um shields up sun fury protector um so this is a pretty cool reliable effect that they're going to want to have because they're going to have cards in their hand and even late game as long as you can manipulate the board the right way uh this could help you to get ahead and just clear like you can trade stuff on the board and then use the rest of it to clear off the rest of the draft so 
Yeah. I think it's at least a four. I think um, so. I think it's a four. Four seems right. Yeah. In, in arena, it's probably a three. It's it's still yeah. a, it's still a board clear. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Next one is Dragon Blight Cultist. Three mana, one one. Battle cry. Invoke Galakrond. Gain plus one attack for each other friendly minion. So because you're invoking, you're summoning two one one imps. So this is at least a three mana three one. And then any other friendly minions you have, it'll gain. I mean, the the tough thing is that one health is just so yeah. easy to deal with. Like more than half of the hero powers, I think. Well, no, probably not. About but half, like, yeah. At, le- at least the tokens that are uh, generated from them can deal with this immediately. So I just, yeah, I couldn't yeah. be less excited about this one. Like again, this is a bad invoke card that you're going to need to run for Galakron, which says, and I don't even know why you want to run Galakron. So I'm, I'm still not getting inspired. Again, the neutral cards. Like, I'm just going to run the yeah. neutral invoke cards over this. I think it's a one. Yeah, I think it's a one also. I think it's just, like, it dies so easily. Like, what's the point? Other yeah. than the fact you're invoking and there are better ways to do that. Um, yeah. Crazed Netherwing is a 5-mana five 5-5 five, five battle cry. If you're holding a dragon, deal 3 damage to all other characters. So, uh, we've seen this movie before. It was called Dustbreaker, <laughs> and we know how it ends. Granted, I'm, thinking of, a, a, go I'm thinking of Abyssal Enforcer. That was a seven mana six six that had the same yeah. effect, just no no stipulation to it. Right, and and it's again it does do face damage, but it also does face damage to you. It's also mm-hmm. a, a five mana five five as opposed to a four mana three three. Um, right. If you're playing dragons again, if you're playing handlock, you're playing twilight drakes for starters, and you're probably playing like big old whelp and other things that are going to get you more cards. Sure, um, this is a no brainer. We know dustbreaker is good. This is one turn later, but I don't think it's one turn less relevant. By the way, Abyssal Enforcer got banned from Arena because it was so good. Right. So as as long as there are dragons, it's a five. I, it may be a four, like in the instances where it it's not supported as well. But right. I, I still in this meta I, that's I, coming up, it's going to be a five for sure. Now put it as a five, yeah, because and yeah. even if it's just a five mana five five, that's fine. Yeah. So cool. Uh, Nether Breath is a two mana rare spell. Deal two damage if you're holding a dragon. Deal four damage with life steal instead. So this is the life steal mechanic that they've been waiting for. I mean, yeah. Dark Bomb was good enough on its own, but dealing four damage with life steal—that's insane. And it goes face. How is this not five? Like it has. It is. It, it easily is. Maybe I mean, the again, easiest five that we've talked about so far. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're if you're playing any dragons, this you're playing this card, and it mm-hmm. is like the reason that slow warlocks have been so bad for the last year is because they never have gotten any sort of a, of a replacement for uh for spellstone mm. because that spellstone of removing removal and healing and healing up some of that early damage to take it for tapping is so critical and this gives it to you and so yeah. this is the first thing it's really made me feel like uh, the only other thing that would make me feel like we were getting close if we got something close to defile I mean, Godfrey is it, but Godfrey costs seven, like something cheaper than that. Sure. But right. but getting a replacement for Spellstone is a big deal for a slow warlock. So I think this is a five. I think this is this is a reason that slow warlocks are going to be viable. Well, and I think it's a reason that control warlocks will play and prefer dragons so right. that they can play this card. Um, so yeah, I think in arena it's probably a five two, um, maybe uh, a four. In, the, in this in this arena meta, it's going to be. I mean, yeah. it, it may not always be. But in this arena meta that's coming up, it will be because I mean, even if not, like two da- two mana, two damage, you sometimes take that. That's okay, yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll yeah. we'll put it as a five on both. Uh, three mana common spell called Fiendish Rites is next. Invoke Galakrond, give your minions plus one attack. So this summons two two one imps essentially, which is still not exciting. And you know what? The ones you summon in Shaman have Rush. 
<laughs> yeah. I, I guess, like, the upside of this one is if you've been invoking Galakrond, then this can be a payoff. But the problem is all those imps have one health. Again, they can be dealt with so easily. So maybe there's a swarm swarm the board. Mechan- I think if you're playing Galakrond, Warlock, you will play this card because yeah. it combos well with the strategy of invoking and stuff. So and you, or, you or need you, to play one doing... of the cl- you need to play one of the class invoke cards or the other at least anyway. You do? I don't think you can get away. I don't think you can get away without playing either of them. You're just not going to have enough invokes. I don't think. Um. Oh, that might that might be right. I can't remember yeah. how many neutrals there are. I don't. Yeah. I, but... I don't think th- I only saw two. Maybe there's a third one that I missed, but maybe. But but yeah, th- this one actually synergizes. So it's. Like I, I guess I'm I'm saying it's fine. It's probably like a three. It's probably a three. A three is where yeah. I was landing with it too. So yeah. Okay. Cool. Um there's not really a whole lot like, you know, for once there's not a whole lot to say about it. So <laughs> that's a good thing. We have to embrace those moments and move on. Yeah. Um so Abyssal Summoner is a six mana two two battle cry. Summon a demon with taunt and stats equal to your hand size. So Hi, Handlock. Um, <laughs> Heard you were missing a little gnome here. Yeah, you know, back in back in my day, we needed to use a mountain giant and a sun fury protector to get that. Mm-hmm. And I just get it out of a six mana two two. So I, yeah, if you're playing Handlock and, you know, it seems like they're pushing Handlock in this set. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're playing this card. It's not, it's not even close. You need four cards in hand other than this to, to break even. If you have five, that's good. If you have you know seven or eight cards that's really crazy and if you have 10 or 11 or 12 <laughs> don't spoil it but um <laughs> yeah i i think it's it's probably a five in the deck that wants it in the deck that you wants o- it it probably is you yeah. always play two of these in yeah. arena uh man you top deck this and it's a bummer yeah um, but you're tapping if you're if you're playing arena that's it's true probably, it's probably a three a three is fine in my book I'll yeah be, yeah and then last one here is Reign of Fire, one mana common spell, deal one damage to all characters. I just immediately thought of Beakered Lightning and how that wasn't a card at all. I don't I don't think this is ever well, going to be a card outside of getting it off of Ethereal Lackey. Beakered Lightning is is two two mana do or it's, no, it's, it's a one mana it's a one mana spell. It's zero mana. It's, it's zero a, no, mana. But with, no, but you pay that mana, you just don't pay it on that turn. It's either so one it's or two, two overload. So it's, I so think it's, it's one definitely, overload. No, it's two overload, which is why nobody is plays it? it. Oh, okay. So it's two mana, deal one damage to do damage to the board, but it's just two down in the next turn. This is one mana, deal one damage, which if there's an aggro meta and you need to wipe out a bunch of one ones, or you're playing against a gal- somebody who's trying to pl- make Galakron work in Warlock, mm-hmm. then you know this is something you might need to do, <laughs> right? So I, yeah. I think it has uses. I don't know how often you're going to want that over... A hellfire. I would but... really dig this if I had a card like Spellstone, so that this yeah. would this would combine with something that would get upgraded or, or something like that. You know, um, yeah. I don't, I, I mean, I don't think I, it's trash. It's underwhelming. I think it's probably a two. Yeah, I, I was going to say I'd be willing to do a two in arena. Yeah. It's worth considering, but it's probably still a two there. Also, you'll take it every now and then if you really don't have anything, but it's not going to clear the board like you need cards like yeah, this too but sometimes you take it you take you know arcane explosion and you're okay with it right yeah i think it's still a two though okay i'm, I'm okay with that i didn't okay. argue with you all right i so, i, I, I want to make sure we're on the same page we are we are but we got we got one class left and we're actually <laughs> we do like, doing we're doing good o- we're doing yep. okay on time and in the past times where we've where we've said that we've ended up it ends up being really so, bad yeah yeah <laughs> Um, so we'll move on to Warrior. We have Galakron the Unbreakable, uh, Battlecry, draw one minion, give it plus four, plus four, and that scales to two minions, and then four minions? 
and the uh, the hero power is give your hero plus three attack. So basically, give yourself a free weapon swing or improve your weapon swing. Um, you know, and then you're drawing four minions and giving them four plus four plus four in something like a Temple Warrior, where you're playing Korkrons, you're playing Leroy's, maybe you're playing Grom, and you're playing like Rustless Mummies and Rush minions. Like that's a big deal. And, like, if you think about every any time that you've gotten... I mean, you've probably never played Akali in a deck, but whenever you've evolved into an Akali and then drawn a minion out of your deck that got plus five, plus five, this is not much less than that. And it's it's a big upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, getting all that many stats being able to throw out on board is a big deal. And even just, like, the hero power, like, having weapon... Having face damage on command, I mean... You can ask anyone who played uh, who played Druid back when uh, Knights of the Frozen Throne was around how much how good being able oh, to gosh, press the hero yeah. power button and do three face damages. Yeah, I think this is probably the Galakrond I'm actually most excited about, um, yeah. and it's because the hero power just consistently lets you do something immediately. You know, like. I, I think a temple list is fine. I think there are going to be just straight up aggro warriors that are oh, yeah. full Galakron too. Um, this is the one Galakron where getting that five two claw and the fully upgraded one really makes a difference and might be just what you need to clinch the game. So I, I whether you're having to clear the board with face or you're going face with face, yeah. um, I care more about that than I do the battle cry. The, the battle cry is still powerful, but I think it's really the hero power that is is the star here. Um, I'm I'm gonna let you choose either a four or five on this because I could go either way, but um, I I feel like we've thrown out a lot of fives, so okay. I feel like I want to give it a four just to kind of you know. Have, I feel really? like we've been we've. Uh, all right, I'm now already we, building. Actually, I'm already theory crafting a deck around it, so yeah, it's a five. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um. Yeah. Shaman and warlock. Actually, we gave quite a few fives. Um. But. We'll kick this one off. I mean, this is a very powerful set overall. Yeah. Like, they've clearly yeah, saved a lot of the powerful cards for the set. So, yeah. I'm excited. I Maybe I'll craft this one gold. I don't know. Just because yeah. I'm feeling uh, a little bit a little bit fun. But All right, next one here is Deathwing Mad Aspect. Eight mana, 12-12 dragon, battle cry, attack all other minions. So, this is... Um, this has been a confusing one for me to think about. I think when I first saw this, I was like, oh, that's a funny effect. That's not going to see any play. And the more I've thought about it, I feel like this is like a another board clear for Warrior, yeah. essentially. So 12-12 is a ton of stats. And essentially what you're doing is if your opponent has less than 12 attack on their board, you're probably going to clear out everything and you're going to have a 12 attack whatever health minion, which they're going to have to deal with. And they might be like Mage might be able to ping it if it has one health left. Um, but I think you're playing this mostly just for the, uh, the effect of having a third brawl or yeah. uh, third plague of plague of wrath. Yeah. Or something like that. And especially when like control warrior doesn't have reckless flurry anymore. I mean, what are they using? Warpath and Brawl are the two. They're using Warpath, Brawl, and Plague of Wrath usually. And, play, and, and maybe and, and a And they're playing Dr. Boom and rushing minions in as well. Yeah. That's what their removal is. But, I, I mean, think... Dr. Boom is actually going away pretty soon. So Yeah, that's true. I, I think I would either put this in addition to all of those or I might play it in place of like a Plague of Wrath or, or something yeah. like that. So I, I think it's going to have its place. It's just a, it's a removal card, not a big dragon in my mind. And it's expensive. Yeah. It's an expensive removal. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's not a it's not necessarily a reliable removal depending on what your opponent has. 
but it's still a removal, which probably makes it a four. It's re- yeah, I, I, I'll go four on it. It's removal like Mass Hysteria, though, where yeah. similarly, you don't know what to expect, but I think it's going to work out in your favor more often than not. Yeah, I think so. So four sounds good. Um, in an arena, I think I might actually give it a five there. Yeah, I mean, it's a board clear that's also could leave a body behind and probably will yeah. leave a body behind a lot. So that probably is a five, yeah. And it's, yep. it's, be- it's going to be better on average than most legendaries you're going to pick. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's just going to be a bummer if you have to play this on a board of your own, but... You yeah, know. no, yeah. you just can't do that. Is there any way they could force it out of your hand and trigger the battle cry? I don't think so. Not not force you to play it. It would be summoned. Yeah, okay. Um. So the other legendary is a legendary weapon, three mana, two, three, Ankar. <laughs> um, after your hero attacks, draw a pirate from your deck. So we are seeing a bunch of pirate synergies. Um, drawing a card, I mean... You know, being able to draw three cards off of this thing is is a big deal. It doesn't mm-hmm. really matter what they are, and the fact that they're pirates and they're probably going to have weapon synergies that you can get a Captain Greenskin and get another draw off this. You can you know get you know oh yeah get like a, a Blood Sail Raider and have it be a have it be a four three like those types of things. So uh, you know, I mean, in a pirate deck, you're going to run this, and it's probably going to perform for you. Yeah, I think it's fine. I like. Do we have Forge of Souls isn't in nope. standard anymore, is it? It is not. So there's no like real reliable way to get this, but I think it doesn't matter. Like it's just the games where you get it that it's really gonna spin out of control quickly and yeah. allow you to tutor things that you need. So I think a four is right. Um I might yeah. be able to I might be willing to go up, but No, I don't I don't want to go higher than a four, but okay. I think four is four is probably correct on this one. Okay. And Sounds in Arena good. it's a three mana two through weapon, which is not the worst thing in the world. Weapons are generally better in arena than they are in constructed because they yeah. they allow they give you, you know, it's basically three removals. Um, if you have any pirates, it will draw them out. So it's probably a, a four, but it's probably a low four. Yeah, in arena. I think that's right. Sounds good. Next one here is Scion of Ruin, a three mana three two dragon uh, with rush and battle cry. If you've invoked twice, summon two copies of this. I heard Restless Mummy was good. Yeah. How about how about three copies instead of two? <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll do. I'll take that. And then you get to do that twice, and um, and you can still draw that out of town crier. And the only thing is that Restless Mummy is going to be better than this early, and this is going to be better than Restless Mummy late. Um, but I mean, this is it. Also, can sit in your hand and trigger dragon effect. So, uh, yeah, this is a pretty good reason to run a Galakrond. And by Gosh. the way, Galakron's going to draw this sometimes, and then you're going to have uh, oh mercy, yeah, yeah you're going to have rushing <laughs> rushing seven force is what this you're going to have or uh, easy no easy five seven seven easy sixes five. sorry three rushing seven sixes yeah good lord yep easy five let's yeah. move on <laughs> yes uh, next is my my favorite card for flavor out of this set yeah which absolutely. is which is ramming speed. Three mana epic spell, force a minion to attack one of its neighbors. So uh, Super Collider is good. This is Super Collider that does not require you to run your face into something. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and does not care about taunts. So uh, that seems pretty good. I mean, it's a a removal that Control Warrior will want. Yeah, I I felt the same way seeing this as I remember when I saw Super Collider thinking, is this good? I don't know. I mean, I guess it could work if your opponent has a very specific board state. But I learned my lesson with Super Collider. More often than not, there's going to be a good situation. And the fact that I don't have to attack into that mountain giant anymore yeah. is all the better. So I think it's really solid removal. Um, it's probably fours across the board. Yeah, I think I so. Think. Yep. 
And did we see this artwork at BlizzCon? We did, because like, I, I was waiting for this card, okay. and they, they kept it until the reveal. Because I remember this seeing some, this on the wall at BlizzCon, and I was really excited just because that I love the art yeah, on this card. It, it's be, and it, when it, it was blown up, it was one of the biggest ones on the wall, so you could actually yeah. see the drool coming off of the side of her face. I really wish they were selling a poster of that, because I would have bought one. Yeah. I, I didn't find anything yeah. in the art gallery that I wanted, but I would have bought one of these. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. Next one here is Molten Breath, four mana rare spell. Deal five damage to a minion. If you're holding a dragon, gain five armor. This is another one of the dragon spells that I'm not hyped about. Yeah. It just, like, it's okay. Um, it's it's just It's doing two very separate things. So it's, it is good value, I think, for what it's doing. I mean, like, if you compare it to, like, a fireball, which deals six damage. Obviously, this doesn't go face, but it's around the same damage and then gaining five armor is worth one mana, we've learned, on bad cards. So, yeah, I don't know. It's fine. I just don't think it's ever going to find a place. I mean, we're not running... What the hell is that? That four mana, four damage, does six damage if you're below 15 health or below 10, 12 health, whatever it is. Oh, Mortal so, Strike. Thank yeah. you. We're not mm-hmm. playing that. Um, And that can go face. This can't go face. I mean, this can get yeah. you armor if you're playing dragons, but... Like, uh, this feels like it's something that's going to get cut pretty quickly. Yeah, I think it's probably a two in standard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's better it's, in arena it just is better because in arena. it does damage. And you're going to um, have dragons, at least for now. I mean, you're going to have dragons in this set, right? So, yeah. you know, if, if this set's in arena, you're going to have dragons. So it's probably a four in arena. I, w- I would give it a three just because, again, the, the armor doesn't do much. Like Yeah, that's fine. Is it really helping you? I don't know. You're removing a minion and healing, but yeah, that's fine. I'm okay, okay. with that. I mean, I think of it like Penance, right? Like, sure, Penance is sure. a good card because you're doing three damage and you're healing three. And this is mm-hmm. kind of, you're, you're kind of adding to, you're adding to, to all the numbers on Penance. In, in Constructed, you don't care. In Arena, it's probably a little bit better. Um, is this one mine? Yeah, go for it. Okay, Sky Barge is a three mana, two five mech. After you summon a pirate, deal two damage to a random enemy. So... Um, once upon a time, there was a card called Ship's Cannon, which was a two mana, two, three that had the same effect. And that generally died until we got a critical mass of pirates. And then it became a a freaking terror in, in wild. Yeah. And two, I, two, five is a lot of health. It's a solid, solid body. Cause you know what else was, was a, a five health minion that cost three mana? was um evil miscreant and they had to nerf oh, that because that was right. too good right <laughs> yep so mm-hmm. this is something that your opponent's going to want to kill and they're going to have a hard time doing it it's probably going to get a couple of procs and you've got cards that are pirates in this set and that and, and you've got a, a card that will draw you pirates and this can get out of control in a hurry this seems like a really strong and a really scary card do you run any magnetizing mechs in a pirate warrior just for Z- this Zilliax. card, you probably run Zilliax. Oh, Zilliax easily, yeah. I mean, you might run War Gear. Yeah, War Gear could work. Even Annoy Module, like or to... re- Replicating Menace, maybe. Yeah, Annoy Module is a pal. Annoy Module is a Paladin card. Oh, that's right. Sorry, I'm, I'm yeah. Battlegrounds has, yeah. has destroyed <laughs> me for that. Um, yeah, I there's not much more I can add to this. It was a solid effect uh, with the massive amount of pirates, and I think we've got enough. The Pirate Warrior makes sense here now, so I think it's a five and yeah. standard for sure. Yeah, I think so. And in, and a, in arena, arena you'll take it. It's a four. It's it's a good yeah. it's a good body for three mana. Mm-hmm. Why not? Uh, next one here is Ritual Choppa. 
Get to the Ritual Choppa. Two mana, one, two, battle cry, invoke Galakrond. So, because you're invoking, you'll get three uh, attack in addition to the one attack. So the first swing of this, essentially, is four damage, and then the yeah. next one will be one, uh, which is good. I mean, like, a two mana, one, two weapon is not exciting, but with the invoke effect, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, if you If you upgrade this at all, it can get a little bit nutty pretty quick. Um, and, and you can still invoke I, again and get the extra attack. Like you don't have to yeah, attack yeah, yeah, yeah. next turn. Yeah, or you I or you I, can attack with the next turn if you get the invoke. So you don't have to, you know, use the other swing of it. You can just wait, right? So I, I think it just really makes it, it makes sense with the invoke mechanics that it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna spiral out of control. And it's weird to say that about a one-two weapon. Like what? This isn't supposed to do anything. Um, but this I is think, better I than think, fiery war axe on the turn you play it. Like unnerve yeah, fiery yeah. war axe. Yep. So, so I, th- I think, yeah. well, is it a four or five? I mean, it might be a five. I think it's a four. I think it's still, okay. yeah. I, I'm, I'm getting a little too crazy with the five, so I'll, I'll, I'll Not every down. card. <laughs> if every card is a five, then no card is a five. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. Um, so Evil Quartermaster is a three mana common, two, three, battle cry to lackey to your hand, gain three armor. Um, Warrior needs more lackey generation. This is fine. It's not exciting, but if you want lackeys, you'll play this. Yeah. Um, I don't know where it really fits. I don't know where it fits either. Because like it's, it's not a tempo, it's not a tempo warrior card. It's not a pirate warrior card. It doesn't seem like a control warrior card. Maybe it is because it could. It gives you a, an opportunity to shield slam. And lackeys are okay. Lackeys yeah. can get you extra brawl, yeah. extra brawls. Yeah, I, I went especially if you're if you're late game, like getting a draconic lackey now. Um, yeah. We we haven't mentioned it this episode, but that's the new lackey is a one mana one one discover a dragon. Um, you could get a late game dragon that helps you in that in that circumstance. So, it, yeah, I I think that makes more the most sense. It's probably it's a good three. value. Yeah, I I think three is probably right. Um, I was higher on this card before we started talking yeah, about no. it, but the more I keep thinking about it, it's like yeah, I I don't know. Control Warrior really wants to run this still though. Yeah. Um, in arena, it's probably a four because it's getting you a lot of value yeah. um, out of the one card. Yep, that's so fair. the armor isn't a big deal, but the lackey it's, is. It's not nothing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Next one here is Sky Raider. One mana, one, two pirate. Battle cry, add a random pirate to your hand. So we used the Pharaoh Cat analogy before, and it will come here again because that's yep. what this is. And it's also a cheap pirate that you can uh, you can fire the Sky Barge with. So. Yeah, absolutely. And if yep. you get the one mana rogue pirate off of this? Yeah, because it's, it's it can be from any, it can be class pirates too, yeah. So you, yeah. Can, get, you can get pirates in your pirates. <laughs> too many pirates um it's it, like it's fours across the board it's, yeah, I think it'll so. be running pirate warrior for yep. sure um yep. and if you get i mean saucy captain like great I, yeah as long as saucy captain's a card i think pirate warrior decks have a chance and and we've got enough synergies in this yep it could be a thing it could be um or i mean even like uh like like ticket scalper could be fine too right oh like, sure more, yeah more draw oh. like Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of there's some decent pirates that just aren't good enough to get into decks, but are still decent cards on their own. Yeah. Um, so our last warrior card is Awaken, which is a three mana common spell. Invoke Galakron, deal one damage to all minions. So I was I, I rated this lower, and then I was thinking about it today. And you know what this card reminds me of? Blood Racer. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because because you're getting the three attack, right? So Blood Razor was a weapon and it would do one damage as a battle cry to the board and one damage as a death rattle. This mm-hmm. is only once, but it's doing one damage to the board and it's giving you plus three attack on your on your hero. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like a Blood Razor. And if you're playing this deck, 
you're probably playing things like Bloodsworn Mercenary and Frothing Berserker. Oh, and those are good. Yeah, that's and, a and, good point. And you're you're playing Whirlwinds and Warpaths just to just to proc those anyway. Mm-hmm. So this does that, and it invokes Galakrond in the process, and it lets you remove something that's in the way with your face. So that seems yeah, I, pretty good to me. I was thinking it's kind of like a swipe that you attack with also. Yeah. Because you're dealing four to something, and you're dealing one to everything else. So, yeah, I, I that's a really good point, especially because this deck probably does want that. I, It's at least a four, then. I think it's a four, yeah. 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 Very solid. All, All right, right, on to the neutrals. Um, let's start here with Shuma. Seven mana, one seven. At the end of your turn, fill your board with one one tentacles. Good lord, um, that's a lot of tentacles. So, like token strategies, it's great that you have one minion that's able to do everything for you. Problem is, those one one tentacles are pretty squishy. Uh, you do this in Shaman and combine it with Soul of the Murloc, and you're you're in a better place. Um, I I think that there's actually a lot of potential with this because it's able to do so much on its own. Um, but like as long as the deck's not dependent on it, which a token strategy deck has a ton of ways to generate tokens, the fact that this can do it on its own, you just throw it in there, and if you're in a pinch and you top deck it, great. Next turn I get Bloodlust and I'm done, or Savage Roar and I'm done. And and it's gonna keep doing it. Like this is the thing that oh, I think is Oh, that's really- right. I didn't think about that. That it's really hard to see when it first happens, but mm-hmm. you need to you you need to you're playing this against you're playing this in a token deck, so any mm-hmm. board is scary, and mm-hmm. your opponent is going to both have to remove the one seven and the board when they're already using a lot of resources to remove your board anyway. Yeah, I was thinking this in terms of Quest Hunter, where oh wow yeah, yeah. where right now you're playing Flark because oh, Flark is Lord, five. This is insane in Quest. Oh Hunter. yeah, this oh, is not so in in Quest Hunter because. In Quest Hunter, you're already challenging them to remove all your boards because any board is a threat. And now you've got a 1-7, and again, 7's a lot of health. And you've got a board, and those boards are going to snowball, and every turn that they don't remove this, it repeats itself, and it refills the board. That's, in in the right deck, that is bananas. This is a really good card. I didn't... Yeah. And 7 health is so much to chew it's through. Like Brawl, Brawl is probably the weakest thing that this is against, you know, but that's yeah. like... That's it. What twisting nether or something? I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, any anything that's like or like plague of death or something like that is is going to be a, a big deal. But like, if you have a, a strategy that relies on you flooding the board, and and pr- that being a threat to your opponent with bloodlust, with savage roar, with quest hunter, I think you play this card because it's just like a recurring threat that your opponent needs to deal with, and they need to deal with the board and the big thing all at the same time. That's really hard to do. So, I know I've been throwing fives around. I don't think it's a five, but I do think it's a four. If it's that hard to remove, though? I Because I, I think that at the end of the day, it's it's going to be expensive for those decks to play. And it's, it's yeah. going to be awkward. And That's true. You, you know, it's like it's still a bunch of one ones. You need to have something else to capitalize on it. Okay. But, all right. I'll, I'll go yeah. with you on four. Yeah. But I do think it's a four. Yeah. In Arena... In arena, this is kind of a problem, right? It's, it's really I, well. You're even less likely to have a removal solution, right. so I feel like it's almost better there. And, and I, the, the the hard and, thing is, it locks you out of playing other stuff. But if you're top decking, you don't does care. It, like, does it lock you out of playing other stuff? Because oh no, because you just trade, don't you? Because you can trade because it's putting them at the end of your turn, so those can all attack. Those can also all go face. Jeez, so this is a five in arena. I think it's probably. I mean, as far as given the other, five. given the other choices you're going to get for legendaries, 
right? The, I think I think it is. Well, and, and the way you the way that we rate cards for arena, especially, you have yeah. to always think about: is this enough on its own? And it's this card is. is more than enough on its own for, yeah. especially for arena. So I I think it has to be a five there. Yeah. Um, Boy, I was not thinking about this card the right way. So, be interesting to see how it affects things. That's why you keep me around. That's right, man. I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> this one's you. Here. Oh, is this me? Sathravar yeah. is the card that we all got for free after BlizzCon, which is Battle Cry. Nine out of five, five demon. Uh, Battle Cry is a friendly minion. Add a copy of it to your hand deck and battlefield. The only things that have really moved the needle on this are a zero mana sh- uh, shutter, uh, not Shutterwalk, a zero mana Shervala. Or uh, something that was discounted off of a uh, Geppetto Joy Buzz, and, which is basically meant Druid. And everything else has just kind of been, this has been really awkward because you need to get the, the minion to stick. In those use cases, it's good, but it, even then, it's like, it's not amazing. In in because I've played a lot of the OTK Paladin deck with this, and in that deck, it heals you for 21, which is essentially Reno. Right. Like, for that use case, it's it's insane. There are many times where you don't need it. There are also many times where it becomes a win condition for you. Right. So I like but it's it's I, even slower than the nine mana implies though, because not you have to have drawn it, and you have yeah. to draw have drawn Shervala, and Shervala has to cost zero or one. Yeah, it's def- it's definitely late in the game unless you prismatic lens it and it ends up being cheaper. Yeah, fair because that happens often too. Yeah. Um, I, it's no less than a four for sure. I, I, I think, yeah, in the deck that wants it, it's good. It's, it's very, it's very situational though. Yeah. In arena. I mean, you got a lot of value, so that's good. In arena. I mean, do you really want to be like, okay, you're, it, it has to be a very particular menu that you're hitting with this, right? It probably has to be a taunt because if you're paying nine mana for a five, five, you probably already won if you can do that without dying, right? So I, I think in arena specifically, it's it's got to be a it, it's it's probably a three. I mean, it's it's again there are worse legendaries that you can get in in a draft, but I think that in general you got to be getting a lot of value off of this in order to like just have it be worth it. It's like you can draft a ten mana ten ten. And play that and just die in arena too, and it's generally not good enough. Yeah, I I, I guess I'd go with you on that. So what what are you thinking? I'm thinking for... a three for that. Okay, it's it's I, not. I, I mean, it's not embarrassing like some legendaries are, but it's also not great. I think there are just times you'll choose it because you're going to get guaranteed value as long yeah. as you got another minion. But it's just not going to necessarily win you the game. Right. It's yeah. So so three's fine. And yep. Three with upside is probably what I would think. Yeah. That's what it is. Okay. Next one here is Dragon Queen Alexstrasza. Holy cow. Nine mana, eight, eight dragon. Battlecry, if your deck has no duplicates, add two random dragons to your hand. They cost zero. So a little card named Zephyrus came out um, and changed the face of Highlander decks because yeah. what we could not have seen back in, the, in that time, no matter how high we could have been on Zephyrus, was that it would be enough to create archetypes where there are no other Highlander cards. Now we've got one more neutral card here that I'm going to argue pretty much does the same. Especially if you're already playing Zephyrus, why don't you want two free dragons that might synergize with each other, might even get you another Dragon Queen Alexstrasza. I mean, those are nutty examples, but I think that pretty much no matter what you get, other than like two fairy dragons, which might happen, is going to be impactful and give you some more stuff to do. 
Yeah, I mean, what would you say the average stats on a dragon are? Like seven seven. It's somewhere around right? there. I was I was gonna say like six seven or it's something. Like, okay, yeah. so let's say it's six seven. Let's 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 even go a little bit lower than that, right? Okay. So then this is. Um, well, see, now you're making me do more, more complicated math, but it's <laughs> do the, like, do the seven, seven. Then, so it's like, no, no, so it's like six, seven is going to be like 2022 worth of stats for nine mana. <laughs> and you don't so need to crazy. play it all that turn if you don't want to, right, like if there right. are battle cry dragons, you can, you can save them for when they're valuable. So it's like, yeah, you're going to lower roll sometimes, but like we play King fair, King Ferris in certain decks mm-hmm. because it does that. We play that in Highlander mage. We play that in quest druid. Because mm-hmm. it does that. You play, um, I mean, Nomi's, Nomi's more stats than that, but you, you have to wait until the, until basically the, you know, the, the deck is gone to get that. So, like, if you think about it, like, you're getting, like, a 2020 worth of stats for 9 mana, uh, yeah, you play that card. You play that card well, and, all day. And by the way, there are plenty of dragons in this set that have a battle cry that lets you discover a dragon. Yeah. Like, or 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 do other things like like twin tyrant that does like four damage to two to two right. targets. You know, like there's a lot of a lot of dragons that can do things other than just be butts on the board. You're just so, gonna slam this in any Highlander deck. Like yeah. if you're playing dragons, great. But if you're not, you just don't care. It's really really strong. I th- I think it's an easy five in standard. Yeah. In arena, you've got to be it's careful. Draft but dependent. you probably still take it as long as you haven't taken too many duplicates, right? Um. Maybe I mean it's going to be late that you play it, but I mean a, a vanilla nine mana eight eight is not good enough in arena. I'd, I'd go down so, to a four. Yeah, I think it would be a four. I think you probably. I mean, it's still better than a lot of legendaries because it's just stats on a stick, which is better than a lot of legendaries in arena. Right. So for that reason, it's probably better than a three, which would be a four, but it's not a five. <laughs> yeah, four is four okay. is perfectly fair. All right. Um, Kronk's Dragon Hoof is a six mana six six battle cry. Draw Galakrond. If you're already Dalakrond, unleash a devastation. And uh, oh, those are in the those are actually in the the patch notes. So I'll, I can I actually have, still have that open, so I can bring that up. Um, oh, I actually do too. Yeah. So the the four devastations are they're all zero mana spells, mm-hmm. um, which means that you you don't have you can play them that turn, but you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, Annihilation does five damage to all other minions. Domination gives all your minions plus two plus two, except for Gron- except for him. Uh, Decimation does 5 damage to the enemy hero and restores 5 health to your hero. And Reanimation summons an 8-8 dragon with taunt. So this basically reminds me of... Um, oh gosh, I'm so bad with card names tonight. The um, the yeah, elemental I, dude. 8-mana, 7-7. Seven, seven, yeah. The battle cry. Cal- uh, Calamos, can, Calamos. Yeah, Calamos. Primal Lord, yep. Yeah, because you get to choose which one of these. They're all good. They all have different situational uses. You probably mm-hmm. want to draw Galakron before... Um, before you draw this, but you don't have to. Um, you know, it could ju- it could work out that you um, you get you just need to get Galakrond out, and that's fine too. Um, or you can wait. Either way, um, that's, the the question in my mind has been: Are you just going to play this card so that you can get the devastation? Is that what you're really hoping for? Because these cards are so good, I, I think that you play this card hoping to do that, but you'll take it to tutor out Galakrond if you have to because. You're at a point where you've invoked enough, or you need the upside pretty quickly of the battle cry. Yeah, I mean, keep in mind, there's one thing that I don't think a lot of people are, are noticing on this card. You have to have actually played Galakron. It's not good enough that you've drawn it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So that can be kind of slow. Like 
if you're a priest, you may really want to draw Galakrond. You may mm-hmm. just want that as a clear. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, if you're Warlock, you probably would rather have drawn it first. But then that's, this is even slower than that, right? So I, I don't know, but I, I don't know what, what the right way is to, to approach a card like this. But I, I think that if you're playing Galakrond, you're, you're relying on getting that card out. And you really want to get that battle cry off, so you're going to play this. And you know, ideally, you'd rather get the devastation, but you may also just need the battle cry. And either way, yeah. it doesn't matter. You're you're going to get to choose when you're playing the card because you're playing it in that deck. I, I think the cool thing is like it reminds me of the cards in Whispers, of, or there was one card in Whispers of the Old God that at the end of your turn would draw yeah. a ten ten or a ten mana creature from your deck. Yeah, and that was just so bad. And like this having an answer for when. Um, for when you've already played Galakrond is, and and the fact that I'm thinking, do I just want that thing <laughs> instead? Right. Um, this is a solid, solid card, and this is probably the one that most people are going to be tempted to craft on day one because uh, you've already got all the Galakrons. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. temper and and caution you with that. I'm never gonna tell you what to do necessarily. Maybe I will. I don't know. But um, but I don't know that this is a guaranteed going to be included in every Yalakron deck necessarily. The fact that it's neutral, the fact that you've got all five already, this is probably the safest one to craft because yeah. it'll fit into a lot of different decks. But I, I'm not convinced that this is for sure going to be a staple. I, I think some people would probably think that and may be mistaken. I don't know. If, well, maybe it will be a, a standard. But I mean, let me ask um, you this, right? Is this is this worse than Twin Emperor Vecklor? No, because that that was pretty. I mean, that yeah, that was, was in all Cthune. Decks, that was dependent yeah. on Cthune being a thing, right? But uh, that was in every Cthune deck. So yeah. if Galakrond's going to be a thing, and Galakrond's the closest thing we've had to Cthune in a long time, oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, again, I'm not recommending you craft this either. I think you give it a, a, a couple of weeks to see if Galakrond yeah. is good enough. You're but saying there's I imagine one of though. those decks is going to yeah. hit, and you're probably going to want this in it. Yeah. I, so I would probably say it's a four. Yeah, um, I think so could, too. It could even be better potentially. Um, I think if Zephyrus was the easy like day one craft, this is probably the easier yeah. of that set. This is probably the one for this one. Yeah, um, but it's kind of like the Ziliax of that of, of this set too, if you think of it that way. If there's anything of you that's thinking I'm not so sure about this, listen to that and just hold off for a little bit uh, so that the meta, meta settles. And if you get it from a pack, great, enjoy it. In general, you should be waiting until like the first vicious syndicate. Uh, report comes out before you craft anything anyway that's true uh, yeah, if you that, if that. you are concerned with your dust total if you are yeah if you are swimming in dust via condios <laughs> go for it yeah uh and finally we've got frizz kindle roost four mana five four battle cry reduce the cost of dragons in your deck by two mana what sorry i'm still thinking <laughs> this is insane and steve i, w- I want to hear any kind of argument you have for why this is not insane okay i i think this is this is really broken but in specific circumstances so the thing is like when it's played is that the specific (laughs) circumstance (laughs) when it's played and you have dragons no no like in general right this is very slow right because you it does nothing the turn that you play it it Mm -hmm. will it it gives you incremental value like if you think about like a pocket galaxy and and this is not pocket galaxy Pocket no. Galaxy is was good because it was reducing everything to one, and then you had ways to get those cards out of your hand and play them all all in succession. This is going to make your dragons cheaper. Your dragons are already expensive. There's going to be a limit to how many you can play. There's also going to be a limit to how many you can draw. 
Um, you're, you're going to be able to get those out earlier if you have a lot of heavy dragons that can help you. But it's not like you're just going to be able to like spam crap onto the board like um, like like Pocket Galaxy, Highlander Mage, or, or Cyclone Mage could do, right? The exception to that, and I, I keep saying this, and nobody believes me, but I'm just putting this out there in case I'm right. Um, Warlock with Plot Twist is the exception to that. Ooh, that's interesting. Because a Warlock, a, a Handlock is going to be playing Dragons. You're mm-hmm. probably playing Plot Twist. And if you play this and then you Plot Twist, you're now all of a sudden cycling 10 cards in, many of which will be Dragons, that you will all be discounted, and then you can have a big tempo turn all at once. That's the yeah. case where I think this might be this might be broken good. In general, it's going to be a lot slower than I think a lot of people realize. It's going to help. It's going to help get those things online sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, and But you can't rely on, like, say building a Malagos OTK around this because if you draw Malagos first, you're you're sunk. Right? right, right. So that that's that's kind of where I'm at with this card. I think it's very good. In certain decks it'll be great. Across the board I think it's a lot less scary than people think it is. I'll go with you on that. That I, and especially when you told when you mentioned that it doesn't do anything that turn you play it, I was like, oh yeah. Those cards yeah. tend to not be great. There was also a card called Mist Caller that like really did nothing. Right. Um, so yeah, the plot twist one is scary because yeah, that's, that's the example where you immediately get those really low cost, um, dragons. And I mean, any other, well, I guess like, um, uh, if you're doing a miracle dragon deck with rogue, um, yeah, and maybe, you can, and yeah, you can but, quickly get several minions like those, but how many dragons are you running in that other. deck? It's the problem. I mean, you've got infinite Waxadreds, but they don't get discounted. They just get played well, straight up. So. Well, the, yeah, I mean, the, the, the Waxadreds, I mean, you only get one of those, and then the rest of those are just are just candles, so. Well, unless you talk Waggle Scheme, and then they all become yeah, three-man, five, seven-five. Yeah. So um, I think there's a lot of implications. Maybe it's not quite as scary as people are thinking. Um, I, I think I would give it a four. Yeah, I think it's four. probably a four. I think it's still good. I think the fact that it's fairly statted should yeah. be your clue that it's not as strong as as, as it looks. Because yeah. if it was really this broken, this would be like a 2-2, right? Sure. Like, if you sure. think about the kind of really broken cards, like, you think about, like, Dragon Hatcher, right? Dragon Hatcher right. was a 9-mana right. 2-4. Mm-hmm. Or, like, Dino, Dino Tamer Brand is a 7-mana 2-4, right? right? This is a 4-mana 5-4, which means... And, and people are making a big deal about that, like, oh, how could they make this, you know, such good tempo? You'll just play this. Well, no, you won't, unless it's really good, because it still costs you a draw on your deck... And you're not playing Chilwin Yeti, right? Like, yeah. Chilwin Yeti's a 4-5. You're not just throwing Chilwin Yetis in your deck because you would generally rather have literally anything else. So that's why the fact that it's that it's fairly statted should be a clue that it is actually fairer than it looks. And, and again, I'll go back to our Maxim, one of kind of our guiding principles for evaluating cards, that the cards that look broken often aren't because they've been tested within an inch of their right. lives. right. Yeah, I, I think four is about right. In Arena, I mean, it's a four mana, five, four. If you have Again, any dragons, they get discounted, but it's probably more like a three there. I mean, it's you'll take it because it's better. It's A four mana, five, four is better than a lot of legendaries, right? I mean, I yeah. feel like we said that a lot tonight, but it, it, there's a lot of legendaries that aren't in this set review that you're going to get offered. Yeah, but that but that's a classic definition of a three in my in my book. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, like, it's, yep. it's fine. Yeah. Okay. 
Cool. Well, I think, Steve, that there is one remaining card, and it wouldn't be an episode of Happy Hearthstone unless we brought it in. I mean, this is nine iterations now that you've had to prepare and get ready for the card of the week. So I know. I, 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 know I, I, anyone... was, I was very not prepared the first time that we did that, by the way. <laughs> and, and I do not often sing in public, especially not after talking for three hours. So well, I'm I'm honored that you continue to submit yourself to the um, the insane honor that it is to yes. to welcome in a card of the week. So whenever and, you're ready, man. And, and, and I don't I, I don't I don't want to build this up too much, but I do feel like I might have outdone myself this time. Whoa! Okay, so, all right, I'm ready. And, and I I have as usual brought along the Wicked Good Symphony Orchestra to provide <laughs> background music because right. this would I I want to make sure to do this song justice because okay. you know a classic like this. We, we can't just have without any background background music. So, anyway, so here we go. Without any further ado. <laughs> oh, baby, baby, how was I supposed to know? The topping wasn't right here. Oh, baby, baby, I shouldn't have played so slow. And now I'm out of hand size. Show me how big my hand could be. Tell me, baby, cause I need to draw hell fire now. My hand's a mess and it's killing me. But I, I must confess, I still believe That Veldris Felgord can be my star He can't be that far Give me, baby, two more cards <laughs> That is certainly a classic, <laughs> and that will be a classic card of the week for I, sure. I, I, that might be it I, you might be done with me singing i don't know if i could ever top that <laughs> like this was this was this was this was another level this was quite a shower yeah. moment that i had coming up with this so i did i didn't think you could outdo yourself but you certainly yeah. did tell us about valdris felgorge so valdris felgorge is a warlock legendary and i have to scroll back up to get to him um so valdris felgorge is a seven mana four four warlock legendary battle cry Increase your maximum hand size to 12 and draw four cards. So this is one of those cards that I I don't know if it's good and I don't know if it's going to see play, but I love that they're trying it, right? Because like, this is something that like we've, and and one of the themes of this year, this, this whole year, all three sets is going back to a lot of mechanics that we've seen before and taking different takes on them right like we've seen a lot of like we just we talked we spent a lot of time talking about Cthulhu tonight in in relation to Galakrond right and like a lot of these things are kind of like throwback mechanics this is something that nobody expected like the hand size maximum of 10 has always been kind of the uh, it, it's been there right like we've never considered what would it be like if you could have more than 10 cards sure yeah and so something like this that can change the rest of the game for you in a way that's not Dark Pharaoh to Khan. And, you know, and then also give you four cards to, you know, take advantage of the all that extra extra room that you have. You're, you're going to the, you know, the even more legroom seat of your hand size. Uh, even more hand room, I guess. I don't know. Um, 
but hey, I see what you did there. Like again, you're you, we got handlock cards in this set, right? We got a card that's going to give us a taunt based on hand size. We got a card that's going to do a board clear based on hand size. You've got Mountain Giant. You've got Twilight Drake. There are ways to take advantage of this, and like a one man a Mountain Giant is kind of scary. Um, you know, there are ways that you can take advantage of that hand size and even just like a control deck having that much more room to work with is, is a big deal. Is it really going to change things? I mean, it has been my big problem. Like, obviously it's even better for like, for handlock, for mountain giant discounts and stuff like that. But are you going to be at that place where you have, I guess, no more than eight cards in hand? Well, and you'd have to combo something on top of this, I guess, if you did that. Um, I mean, I don't know, right? Like, I don't know if this is good. Like, I'm not saying that this is good, a good card. I say this is a, this is an interesting card. Um, I don't know if this is good. It may be that if you can play a seven mana four, four and draw four cards, you probably didn't need to play this in the first place. Right? Like, sure. You're, you're playing a vanilla four, four, a vanilla seven mana four, four, like you're not going to be able to play any of those cards that you're drawing that turn probably, or maybe a couple of them. And did you really need that in the first place? Probably not. This may not be a card that, that sees play a lot, but I love that they're trying it, right? Oh, totally. And, yep. and and it may be that this isn't the card that does it, but then we get like a five mana five five in a set, a couple of sets down the road, right? Like there, there have been a couple of times where we've seen some of these like seven mana four four types of things that were not good enough in the in that incarnation. And then they tried it and saw that it was it was not as scary as they thought. And then they come back mm-hmm. around to it. Yeah, just the fact that we're we're able to break the rules now. Are are there other cards that have broken the rules? Like I guess Mayor Nogginfogger kind of did, but <laughs> that yeah. was more like a uh, a light break of rules. Um, um, I mean, you have like like um, the Violet Illusionist that allowed you to not take damage on your turn, so you could you know not fatigue. There, uh-huh. Some people built some you know built the the uh, Cold Light Oracle decks around. Stuff like you that. Know, you know what the first card was, and this is a total coincidence. It's Amara from que- from the original Quest. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which, as luck would have it, my friend Ignatius just raided the chat, and Ignatius was on the show. He was one of my very first co-hosts on the Happy Hearthstone, and Amara was his card of the week. So, it's, yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah, because that, um, that raised your health title to 40. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so so I, I I totally agree with you that I think it's fun that they're doing stuff like that. I'd love to see more instances of that. Um and, and I mean just the fact that this is sprint on a stick is yeah. pretty is pretty tempting, you know, like drawing four cards and having a four four body is insane. Um so I think the card's at least a four. Um I want it I, to be good. I don't know if it will be, but I want it to yeah, be good. That's that's where I'm at too. We're definitely going to test this day one and for a while, but it's like we. I, I don't know if this is actually going to make the cut because it gives you more cards. Uh, but I, I handlock's done fine with ten cards as a max for a really long time. So, yeah, I, I think a four is probably the right place to land on this one. Yeah, I mean, if you think about like even Warlock, how that changed the game with being able to tap out like a Mountain Giant early. Like, this is going to be... It's not quite that, because it's not going to be quite as aggressive, but, you know, it's it's something that... It, it changes the way that you play, and I like that they're trying risky things. Like, this yes, is... absolutely. You know, risky things that are not bringing Evolve back into the meta, not that I'm bitter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and in Arena, I mean, just the fact that you can draw that many cards is probably good. Um... Yeah, I mean, again, Prob- like, it's probably we've said a this a lot. Yeah. We've said this a lot tonight. 
this is going to be better than your average legendary, right? That is the standard evaluation for legendary cards in Arena is, is this better than all the other crap? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's fine. It, it'll probably be a four there. Yeah, so. I mean, we're, we, we are not, like, the bar for legendaries in Arena is not high. Because, no, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of bad legendaries. So if this is even mildly playable, then... You know, it, it's it's probably okay compared to what else you're going to be you're going to be up against. Mm-hmm. All well, right, and with that, that actually takes us all the way. And Steve, like we're we're within the three hours. Did we do like, it? I I don't know what this is. This is some insane thing. I mean, honestly, we we recorded this too on a weekday where we both kind of needed to be yeah uh, vigilant, I suppose. Um, but we made it through all. But the, we've done the that league. before, and it hasn't mattered. It's true. I, I don't know, man. I, maybe maybe we're getting crazy. I, I mean, I mean, I think you know what some... you know what I think it is. Uh, not to extend What's the length that? of this episode too much, but <laughs> but I, I think that it's a lot. Of, a lot of these cards are just kind of like objectively powerful, right? Whereas right. we had to argue a lot in the past about things that, that looked like they're powerful and weren't, mm-hmm. or didn't look like they're powerful and were. And I think a lot of these just kind of are objectively powerful and it's not it's not as much of a debate there right like i don't think we were i mean we had some things where okay well we meet in the middle but we weren't that far apart either like we didn't have a glacial Mm -hmm. mysteries discussion too much i mean and and even when (laughs) we did even when we did around something like uh something like awaken right like we were Uh able to come to the same place pretty quickly whereas that's not always Mm -hmm. been the case in some of these past sets yeah, I, I I think you're absolutely not right. to not um, to raise old wounds or anything, but you know, no, 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 <laughs> it's fine. We've both had them, but yeah, I think it'll be interesting too going through the League of Explorers cards because though they did not get a Galakrond, they got some wildly powerful cards yeah. too. We got mini dragons and uh, side quests and all sorts of stuff. So there's plenty uh, on the way there. And I I, I did mention real quick uh, that Ignatius rated the chat and so did our friends at Coin Concede. And I just want to say a sincere thank you to all of us joining us on the the live stream now. If you're listening to the recorded version, be sure that you're following uh, myself and Steve on Twitter at uh, Andrew's Living and Wicked Good, respectfully. We'll let you know when we're uh, live streaming the second half where we go through all of the League of Explorers cards as well as the neutral uh, epics, rares, and commons. Usually those ones don't get much talk anyway, so this will be fun. Um, but yeah, that's, um, that's really all we've got for this show. I want to remind you as uh, we do in every episode that you are the happy hearthstone. Like the thing that makes this podcast so fun is the fact that we've got a thriving community. We got people from all over the world listening in who love this game and want to connect with each other. So if you're listening for the first time or if you've been listening for a while and haven't taken the time to reach out, please do. If you've got ideas for future episodes or you'd like to join me as a co-host for an episode, uh, you can shoot me an email at thehappyharston at gmail.com or reach out on Twitter at andrewisliving. You can also join our Discord community if you want to find people to play games, share deck lists with. Uh, just go to thehappyharston.com slash Discord and click on the link on that page Um, Those are the big ways. Um, You can support the show by leaving an iTunes review. That is a huge way that you can help things out permanently. So just go over on Apple Podcasts or iTunes and tell people what you like about the show. You can also check out patreon.com slash the happy hearthstone and support the show and get some great perks in return, like exclusive content, coaching sessions, and more. And I have to send a huge thank you as always to the producers of the happy hearthstone, Menoch, Jay Miller, and number theory. 
Thank you three so much for supporting the show at the level that you do. I'm looking forward to some coaching sessions and a lot of dragons because that's what we do, okay? Um, That's going to be a lot of fun. I think that's all of the shout-outs I can give. Until we return and have all these dragons circling overhead once more, Steve, how can people stay in touch with you? Uh, So the best part, the best way to find everything I'm doing is go to offcurve.com. That's where you can find the podcast. You can find the data visualizations that I do for the Masters Tour qualifiers and um, a bunch of other stuff. You can also... Um, follow me on Twitter. I am at Wicked Good. You can, if you're already following Andrew, you can see, uh, you know, Andrew and my wife ganging up on me when I have uh, reviews reviews of cards that they don't agree with, which is always fun. And, <laughs> um, Mostly based on the cuteness of a card. Well, I mean uh, that's fair, so. but I'm usually the one the who's fun. going all in on the cuteness of a card. So you know, that's that's true. That's that's really fair. <laughs> yeah, and um, you can also. Um, you can also follow, join, you know, I have a discord for at uh, discord.offcurve.com and also, uh, you can follow me on Twitch. Uh, you just go to twitch.offcurve.com and, um, my wife usually joins me the night of the set release. Normally we, oh, that's right. Yeah. Our, um, our tradition, cause she plays as well. So our tradition is that we basically wait until that night when we stream together and then open up all our packs together on stream. So, I am hoping that we're going to be able to do that again. And um, you should also subscribe to Off Curve because I will. Uh, my goal is to have a theory crafting extravaganza the day before um, the set releases. Um, nice. Usually, I record that on my way home from work the night of uh, the night before the set releases, so you can have that to listen to on your way in Tuesday morning to get hyped for the so re- that for the should. Release. Be- so that should be live then if you're if you're listening to the recorded version of this. Yes. You can hop over to Off Curve and find a find several deck lists that you yeah. can play. So if you if you're like a long haul truck driver and you've already listened to this <laughs> and you've gotten to the end of this and, and it's not yet time to open up all your packs, you can listen to me tell you what decks you can build. Yeah, there you go. Very good. And and if you want to check out any of the scores from this episode, you can go over to the show notes at thehappyhearthstone.com and check them out there. Steve, thanks so much for uh, joining me for our evil take on some crazy dragons. And um, it'll be good to be the good guys once more uh, next week. I mean, we'll be the good guys because we're going to be we're going to have Taronda and we're all going to be playing priest, right? Because I, I, I was going to say you're the good guy when you're playing priest. I know, but. Um, yeah, we'll see. If I, we I also that. I also rooted for Cobra Kai, so you know, do what you, do what you, do what you will. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, well, thank you, Steve, so much for being a part of this yeah. as always, and thank you so much for visiting the Happy Hearthstone and having a little fun with us. We'll see you next time. Bye.